all of a sudden. I think the coffee and the the whiskey or the scotch is hitting me all at the same time. I don't know what you're talking about. Thin crust. Oh, God damn it. What do you mean thin crust? It's the that place, that really nice place that I walked by and they had like four delivery guys waiting to go and started with a V. Right? No. The pizza place you, you were telling me you're about? You're talking about Doughboys. Oh. No, I was talking about the place. It's oh, that other place you walked by, the sit-down place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had yeah, like four the delivery guys ready to go. So I'm like, this must be, what are you expecting, a big bacon rush? I don't know. <laughs> we're live, by the way. Oh, we're live? Yeah. Come on. We got a, we got a visitor. Am I allowed to talk during this part? All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruisecast show. And we are almost live, and we're going to have some fun today. You guys don't know him. You do know him, actually, if you listen to the podcast and all, if you're fans of this show whatsoever, even a little bit, you've heard the legend of Big Nick. I wouldn't Big Nick. I just, no, no one ever calls you that. I just come up with Big Nick. Where'd that come from? You're just insulting my size. No, don't you sit there and say that, Nick. Nick, by the way, me and Nick have been... Um, been busy working on a little scotch over here uh we got a little johnny blue not because we're trying to be fancy just because hey listen that's what's around right trying to get those advertising dollars exactly johnny walker blue label the choice of all always be booked uh listeners um all right so we want to as usual at the top of the show remind you we do have an instant we got one of them instagram accounts it's uh always be booked and uh, that's pretty much the same thing everywhere. You can find the YouTube. Uh, what else are we? We got the Facebook group, the Always Be Booked Cruisers Lounge on Facebook. Nick, you are a member. That's right. It's very. I, you know what? I thoroughly enjoy that Facebook group. Yeah, it's kind of weird. You know, there's a lot of weird, especially when Chris starts commenting and stuff like that. Like he just did. He talked about. Uh, you know, he did actually just make a good suggestion with that logo, T-shirt design I kind of made up. He's like, "Why isn't there no Sancocho in there?" And he's right about that. Um, also, uh, the YouTube channel, Always Be Booked, and I wanted to give a big mention to YouTube. you got to look out, not right now, I'm in the middle of working on it. We did the whole Horizon trip, uh, the naming ceremony, and I'm going to do one of those ship tours, the narrated ship tours where, you know, the whole, you know, like you did the last time with the, um, what was it, the Carnival, not the Triumph, the uh, Conquest. And we saw the green cups, and we saw the nice melons and all that stuff, so it was a nice time. So we're going to do that again, and it's almost kind of halfway made, then I have to narrate it. Just stuff is, takes so much time, man. Also, please try to subscribe on iTunes. Always be booked. Maybe if you feel so inclined, leave a review. Uh, the travel agency is wide open. 323 Getaway. Give a call, leave a message, and either book some travel or leave a message, and I'll play the freaking message on the podcast. Nobody's done that yet, but... I haven't really advertised the phone number yet. Nick, I got a phone number. Big shot now. 323 Getaway. What do you think of that? I love it. Yeah, we're going to see how that how did you get? How did you get the letters into the number? I don't know, Nick. I don't know if you know who I am. But oh, man. No, there's this cool app. It's weird. If anybody has a business out there, it's uh, Sidekick or something like that. It's not a pager from the 80s. It's 90s. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it's this thing where it just says, you know, what, what number would you like to have? And I just said, how about getaway? And I tried 212 getaway. I said, no, I can't give you the 212, but I do have a 323. And nowadays, really, who cares about the area codes, right? Doesn't really matter much, does it? No. Um, and that's about it. So Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com as well. That's the most popular way. I'm finding Nick. and then I, This is weird, Nick. I found that you know I caught a couple of people. I'm not going to harp on this. This is the last time I say it because people are like calling me out. Yeah, you busted me. All right, whatever. 
found out a couple of listeners to the show or alleged listeners to the show, I found a little a couple of people skipping to the email section. That seems to be a popular part of the show, Nick. What's that? So they just go straight to straight to the the email yeah, part. Yeah, they, they, they turn the, the yeah. They don't care. We don't care. They're like Tommy. We don't give a shit about your news. We don't care about your freaking stupid story about spending a half hour talking about Half Moon Key, K, Kai, Ku, whatever. They want to hear the um, the emails and what everybody has to say. And I think that's true. I think that's just kind of like the interaction is the is the most popular portion of the show. But that's what I need, guys. That's what's going to make me hustle to make this show. More interesting. And speaking of that, uh, we have an announcement to make. And I told you we were going to announce this on the show, this show. We've been going back and forth about cruises. And I have to admit, uh, always be book listeners, I wasted all of your time. I, I, I did do that for you. Because uh, what I did was, Nick, I put a, a two cruises up against each other. It was Norwegian Bliss against the Carnival Magic. One was out of New York going to Bermuda with an overnight. And one was out of Miami going That's- to... St. Thomas and a bunch of other ports that we love. What are you shaking your head about? That's like Rocky versus Drago. I mean, that's a. What do you mean? I don't know. It's a tough. It's a, it was tough, but the thing was, is yeah, you're right because the Bermuda I'd never been to. The Escape is an amazing ship. Norwegian has no drink limit, and an overnight two two nights in Bermuda, which we would have probably just wrecked Bermuda. Um, have you ever done that? An overnight in a cruise? Yeah. No, no, no. That's the thing, and that that was like a, a a bucket list thing I wanted to do. So that it, it is out of New York, but the Carnival Magic is a ship that I wanted to be on. I had already been on the Escape, so as much as I love the ship and it is my favorite ship at this point, uh, I, I didn't I didn't necessarily know if I need. I, I'm always looking to expand my ship profile portfolio. What's the word? Ask uh, Johnny Walker. Uh, the uh, the ship profile is always looking. I'm always looking to expand it. So getting on another ship and another class of ships would have been attractive. Also, the cruise was cheaper. It would have been get this, Nick. The price was the same whether I leave. We left out of New York and went to Bermuda one stop, or we got a flane flane flane. You that's why. That's why you don't like to fly because those flanes. Yeah. No, we got to watch out for the flanes. Got to watch out for those things. No. The, if we got a plane or a train to Miami and the hotel, the price was still the same. It was always going to be about and drink package, which you know, uh, considering the free at sea in Norwegian and Carnival, you have to actually buy the whole thing. So it was going to be about twelve hundred dollars for both of them. We chose. Uh, neither one of those. Everybody weighed in. I made a big thing about it. People saying, go on this one, go on that one. Here's why, here's why. Well, here's the problem, guys. First of all, the Norwegian Bliss, uh, it, I'm not the Bliss, the um, Escape sold out. So then it was going to be an easy decision. However, the curveball, ladies and gentlemen, the curveball was, is a little, you know, a little, a, a good buddy by the name of Stu, who you all know, we went on a cruise on the Escape two cruises ago last fall and we were we had a great time we met this awesome crew of people who you guys heard me talk about it was just a mix of just there was these a couple that was 21 years old from that just literally got married from wisconsin there was two i would say late 40 year old couples that were just i mean just gentle ladies and gentlemen across the board good people good fun and then we had another couple that was from new york but lived in south florida but they were a blast and the kid uh ross was a like a i mean like a comedian on the ship 
we were dying laughing. And all these people, uh, and Stu, decided to book the Carnival Horizon for a Southern Caribbean itinerary, and that was going to be for September 22nd. So the bliss was out. Now it was between the Magic and the Horizon. Now, I told you I went on the Horizon for a little uh, ship tour, uh, open to the travel agents and the media. And uh, Nick, I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of got I kind of got dream sold on that one. When oh, I was yeah? There. Yeah. It was amazing. And it wasn't even moving yet. It wasn't even moving. I mean, that was almost better. But uh, I will say, I Nick, I want to I want to I want to talk about Nick for a second. Nick, Nick, Nick is a holds a special place in my heart. To be honest with you guys, oh, you know, it just Nick is Nick's been out of the loop. It's been Nick's been gone. Nick Nick went and good for him. He 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 found himself a shorty, a nice girl. Shout out to Claudia. Claudia, what's up? How you doing? Great girl, and I'm so happy for Nick. So Nick, kind of, you know, every every decision is a joint decision now. Totally understandable. Makes perfect sense. But there was a day when Nick didn't miss a cruise. Now, I'm not saying he should. Like I said, Nick, don't take this the wrong way. You, you, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing right now. But I'm not going to lie. I miss the old days of, of, of getting on a ship with Nick and, and, you know, challenging the construction of the actual ship itself sometimes. We've had some times, huh, buddy? Uh, yeah. I mean, we've... Uh we we've rearranged some furniture on some uh, on some cruise ships. Some nightclub furniture has been found its way on the Lido deck many a time uh, back in the day, as they say. Uh, but yeah, man, that was that was good stuff. But you know what? You know what's great about that is I was on what three cruises with you? Four. Well, I was three, thinking about that. Three with just me and you. Yeah, pre shorty. Well, yeah, pre shorty. Which is Claudia? Which if she's listening, I love you. Don't please don't you know hate what, me. Shorty's derogatory pre- now. Also, come on, pre shorty. I don't even know what that means. Uh, <laughs> exactly, it was basically but, lost and found, right? But the, but the whole the, yeah. But the best thing about that is like how cool she is. That the fourth time me and you were on a cruise together, she was with us. Yeah, you know, so she's you know like she's in like she knows she she's she's seen us on a cruise together. So like it's it's uh. And then me and her went on a cruise by ourselves. You did. You went on the Enchantment, I believe, right? I, I don't even remember, to be honest with you. I don't. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I think you say it was, you were too swept away in your beautiful girlfriend. Yes, to I was too busy know. looking into her eyes yeah. at the sunset every night to know the name of the ship. <laughs> oh, boy. So, so Nick, I will say this. Nick, on the cruise we went on, the first one. I had been on me you know, four or five cruises before that, but that particular cruise set the standard for a lot of the debauchery that would follow, and kind of like it set the tone for honestly a lot of ways this show and just like being that kind of you know a little bit of off kilter kind of like anti normal cruiser cruiser because we got on that ship. I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know what was going to happen. We get in this cruise ship out of New York. It was the Splendor. Uh, it was my first trip on the Splendor, and if you remember, we were a little nervous because they said everything in French over the over the uh, PA system, and we asked somebody about it, and they said, yeah, it's a bunch of just Canadian people on this cruise, right? And we were just thinking, okay, this is all just elderly Canadian people. Yeah, it was like Quebec had a, a week off or something. Yeah. Quebec Independence Day or something, something crazy, I don't know. 
And we went to that welcome show, and they's like, all right, everybody from here, everybody from here, everybody from Canada. And the place went nuts. It erupted. So we were like, ooh, this might be a, this might be a, a you know, we're just going to make the best of this one. So what we found out was that within, I don't know, maybe the first night was that, you know, we're going to find a good time either way. And yes, while the ship was maybe 75% Canadian, and not that there's anything wrong, not that Canadian people don't party, but it was like an elderly faction of Canadians and not there's nothing wrong with elderly people either. They were they spoke French. Yeah, they spoke French. No, it wasn't, wasn't like they weren't, you know, cool, yeah. cool ass Canadians. I mean, I've met some Canadians and they're they're some of the best people to, you know, hang out with. But like these people spoke French, so even if you were trying to have a good time, there was a lost in translation court sort of thing. Exactly. But what we didn't realize is that the twenty five percent that weren't Canadian were I mean you want to talk about a good party cruise, a good faction of people. I mean, there was pockets. There was fun people. We found like-minded cruises on this cruise, didn't we? It was uh, younger spring breakers. Yeah, it was like around and spring break. And it wasn't your, you know, some gets a negative connotation when you think spring break, like, oh, my God, girls gone wild. Like, no, it wasn't. That's not what we were looking at. It's just people looking to have a good time. Right. And it was fun. And it it was, um, not to jump forward, but the, from that second time, it was a, more of a late night crowd. Yeah. That nightclub. The nightclub on that cruise ship was the place to be every night. I said that before a lot of times on the podcast that, and I found out on a couple of ship visits that it's a very, uh, I guess in that time period, maybe that five-year period of building ships, they pretty much did the same layout for the nightclub. But that layout for that nightclub was just... I mean, perfectly set up to do to get uh, to 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 be workmanlike and do what you wanted to do. Get your drink over here. Hit the dance floor over here. You meet somebody. There's a couch over there. You know, it, it was perfect for everything, and we uh, we took full advantage of it. And that was the first cruise, right, Nick? That, if I'm not mistaken, that we established that connection with uh, the longshoremen, <laughs> and we were able to. Um, arm our room with fireball and 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 jim beam yes 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 uh yeah we had a connection we had a we had an inside guy at the dock um but yeah that was so that was fantastic yeah and i'll tell you what that uh that i mean not to fast forward again but like that that cruise that almost ruined me because it wasn't get, it was never going to get any better, and I had no idea because it's the first cruise I had ever been on. Now you know what I'm not going to say I agree with that 100, percent but there's something to what he's saying because it did set the standard. It really, really did because there were other cruises. We went on a cruise with my sister and her boyfriend afterwards. We went on a cruise with like you know like Nick says with 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 his girlfriend Claudia, and and as great as that was and as fun as that was, uh, Claudia is right now commenting. I'm just getting an alert. Claudius, Claudius, so and so. I'm not going to say last names. Commented on your photo and always be bugged. So, Claudia must. Claudia's good, man. She knows. She might hear us right now. Yeah, <laughs> Claudia, what's up? So she's 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 everywhere. So as fun as that was with her too on the cruise ship, we did it. We had a great time. It was just a different type of cruise. And like I say over and over and over again, and you know what, guys? I'm sorry. I'm going to keep saying it. Do not ever try to predict the type of cruise you're going to have because they're all different in their own way. Go in with zero expectations and let whatever happens lead the way. I said it over and over again. Well, I think that 
because because I went into that cruise not knowing what to expect and then having such a good time. That was like the perfect storm, which is something you probably shouldn't say talking about a cruise ship. Uh, <laughs> but that was like, it was so fun. I was like, oh my goodness, this is just like, you know, just being out and about, uh, you know, like... And then we didn't, did we even do anything like excursion wise? I remember the first time we got off the boat, it was just what, uh, where were we? Oh, I got, we will, no, the first, we got off at the first, I kind of, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of dragged you, you know what I mean? You were like, and we, I was like, you were like, I'm perfectly happy where I am. I was like, come on, we're, we haven't seen land in four days, you know, let's, you know, check some out. I mean, I basically, and you were basically, uh, we went to the CVS so I could get Pedialyte to, Yes, that to hydrate a little bit. We that first stop was Port Canaveral. <laughs> we did the, the itinerary was awful. It was like uh, Port Canaveral. Um, it was the other one was Nassau, Port Canaveral, and there was one more. What was the other one? Grand Turk. Maybe? No, I think it was made. Well, Might have been. Yeah, it was Grand Turk because I didn't get off the boat for it. Is that what it was? I think. Which allowed me to later on get off the boat for Grand Turk and realize that's like... It wasn't Half Moon K. It wasn't Half Moon K. I don't know what it was, but man, that was the perfect example. Because I had been on the last cruise I was on before that. I was with uh, Sony, Joe Lover, his wife, and this and that. And it was all about waking up during the day. And I'll be honest, that's when I started to learn that. I was like, you know what? It was all about waking up during the day, enjoying the sun, and doing day drunk with pina coladas with floaters. And that's what we did all day. And it was a beautiful, beautiful time. And that's where I learned about the St. Thomas run that we like to do and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, all right, we're going to do that again. No. Nick, Nick, Nick. Is, Nick wasn't at that time 100% agreeing with the daylight. And we were doing things. Remember, we, would just, we had that routine where we would just go to that bar... That was, I guess, right to the left of the entrance to the Lido deck. We had our lady that we loved. Mm-hmm. She knew. That was where we also realized to just tip a little bit more. She'll make sure that well, the 15 drink maximum is not a problem, and she'll hit you up. And she was awesome, and she's like, you know, taking care of us. She loved us. We loved them, and it was a great time. But, you know, and then uh, on that particular cruise, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't planning on drinking as much as I did. Nick, on that on that one Monday, I was going to take the day off. And then I saw you talking to a guy at the pool. And you guys just developed a bond together. And uh, bond over whatever. You were talking about the night before at the, at the dining room. And then you started talking about um, how much lobster each you each ate. And then you guys became friends. And I was like, and then you started getting crazy. And I was like, okay, well. I gotta, I gotta join because there's no way around this. I gotta, I gotta join in, and all of a sudden, Green Cup Monday was born. Can you tell the people what Green Cup Monday was, or, well, or are you able to remember? Well, I mean, that obviously it's everybody on the boat has to drink all their drinks out of those green cups. Yeah, because why not? And you know, and you know what? I mean, obviously it's silly and whatever, and it was definitely uh Woke up still a little drunk from the night before, so let's just go into it. We'll worry about this on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, but you know what I was thinking? and it Because I talk to a lot of people who've never been on a cruise, and it's always the same thing. I don't know. I don't know if I'd like You know what? I don't know if I'd like Honestly, it. Honestly, were you thinking that too? Uh, 
No, I wasn't. I was thinking like, yeah, great vacation. Let's go out and have a good time. How could this go wrong? Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, going going on vacation with my drinking buddy. Like we we're gonna have a good time. Yeah. So I, I wasn't like that, but like I get like now, you know, like I, I get it, and people are like I don't know. Am I, uh, so this is what I would always say to someone if they're like, I don't know if I'll like a cruise. Say, hey, listen, kill yourself. No, I, I would say, does the idea of getting really drunk and having all your drinks drunk out of a green plastic cup all day because that's just what the thing is to do if they look at you like that's that's stupid then you You know know what maybe cruising isn't for them and they should do their little all-inclusive vacation and not leave i was just staying in the same place for a week i was just surprised at the amount of people that you got to buy in the green cup monday i was like oh geez here we go because i was still a little sober at the time so i'm like I'm either going to do one of two things. Find myself at the complete other end of the ship, or I'm going to start, I'm going to get myself a green cup and start drinking. Yeah, I mean, that was, and you know. That was I, everybody's choice. I right? prob- yeah, <laughs> I, that, you know, I probably should apologize for that one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like I said, you know, I woke up still a little, you know, tipsy. Then we're, you know, the fact that I was up at 10 a.m. should tell you that, you know, I, there, <laughs> something something's going on. And I'm outside, and th- these guys just walk by with these gorgeous frozen red drinks and you're like i'm on vacation yeah i'm gonna have one why not and then it's like some dumb idea like i got a green cup hey everybody's green cup green cup monday and then by the time everyone jumped on board with that i don't i don't you told you you told me it was a pretty good time (laughs) you just take me back man you take me back when you talk like that you're talking about just sitting on the deck on the splendor and just kind of like seeing these people walk by and the Gorgeous frozen drinks, and then I just I start to remember because the Splendor, in many ways, is a unique ship. If you notice, if you knew this or not, I and mean, we said this on the podcast before, but the Splendor is a one and done cruise ship. They didn't make another Splendor. They didn't make another. Well, they actually did. I don't know if you knew this, but it was never meant to be for Carnival. It was the Splendor was built for Costa Cruise Line, which is under Carnival Corp, not under Carnival Cruise Line, but Carnival Corp. Carnival Cruise uh, Carnival Corp owns Costa Cruise Lines, which is, um, you know, basically an Italian based. But it uh, it was purpose it was built to be in the Mediterranean, and for whatever reason, it got repurposed for America and became a Carnival ship. And it's the sister of the only, basically the only cruise ship that has sank over the last 50, 60 years or whatever, the Costa Concordia. And the Splendor is not without its problems. It had engine failure. There was a fire on the ship where everybody had to leave there or go or come to the deck or go to the stateroom it was kind of touch and go for a minute there was smoke there was there was a fire in the engine room so the muster stations on the splendor are actually important yeah you want to make sure that in the perspective there's just a lore uh, there's just you're gonna want to know what muster station you are on when you get on the splendor (laughs) yeah i mean these just things people ask me, what about the Splendor do you love? A, yes, there is the home ship factor that, that once, dude, that one summer, man, three free cruises I got in the one summer, and they were all on the Splendor, one after the other after the other. You were on for two out of the three, and, you know, there is just a whole, like a sentimental value for the Splendor for me, but aside from that, you know, just the uniqueness of it. It's a freaking pink ship. The inside is pink. Like, I didn't particularly like the the decor but you know what 
that's the splendor. You know what I mean? You love your freaking, you know, you love who you love, warts and all. And that was the splendor, and that made it stand out. It was a unique ship. The aft pool on the splendor, I was just on the horizon. I said it too. Doug, Doug Parker, you know, we did a little back and forth, and I was on his show last week. And I still said, I'm not giving, of course, the ship is better. Of course, it's not even close. But that aft piece of real estate, that aft pool in the Splendor is the greatest piece of real estate on any ship that I've ever been on. The contour of it, how the bar is laid out just on the right side. The the, the lounge chairs are all focal facing the pool. You have the deli. You have the tandoori right there. And you're connected to the sea. The, the, um, the hot tubs are pushed back a little bit, a little bit towards. I didn't have these answers for Doug when he asked me, what do I love about so much about the F pool? And I was just thinking about it after. The hot tubs are put more towards the sea. So when the sun's going down, you could sit in that hot tub and you're right at the freaking aft part of the ship where you can watch the sun go down. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. And it's just one of the most peaceful. I'm going, I'm going on and on about the Splendor, but also talking about the Lido deck. But, that- it's, but, but you're forgetting something about that. F. What? It's adults only. Yeah, that's big. It's adults only, and like we talked about with Doug, we don't know what the hell they're doing, whether they're adults only, whether they're not. It's like different. They change it all the time. Seems like they were going to make it kid-friendly too, but then there was a lot of blowback, and then they kind of changed the rule. So we don't know if it remains adults only, but yes, the fact that they that we could just kind of be back there, and that one time when um, broke-ass Neil C. came on. and Nerd he, C. Nerd C. <laughs> DJ, dude, you would never shout out to Neil, the real Neil C. By the way, shout out to real Neil C. I talked to him the other day. We're playing on playing the shindig, but that's for another time. Are you serious? That's another podcast. If you talk to him, give him my regards. We haven't, I haven't spoken to either way. There was a DJ on there that reminded us of another DJ, and they did an adults only party back there. It's always adults only, but they did. Um, they he just DJed back there on the back deck, and this guy just comes out. You would never believe that. 175 adults could be so entertained by just a volleyball. And that, you know what, though? And that's like a perfect segue into the first cruise that we had to the second cruise we had. Yeah. Because the second time you won, I guess you could say won a free cruise again. I lost a lot. I lost a lot to win that cruise. Yeah. You know, Uh, but so you won, you won another cruise. And we're like, after that first cruise, we are doing it again. Like, there's no chance that we're, you know, like, let's hit me up, fill it up, you know? So we, we're on, and then your sister comes on with her uh, boyfriend at the time. So we're we're thinking, what? Part two. Yeah. You know, let's the Godfather 2. Let's do this again. It's going to only be better. And I'm not going to lie. The first two nights, it just wasn't that crowd. It wasn't. And to go back to what you say, is like, never try to predict what kind of crowd you're going to have on a cruise ship because you don't know and we were i was a little disappointed to be honest with you. like i mean we're we end up sitting in the uh in the room listening to early 90s hip-hop and drinking the the booze we smuggled hold on, on like, i'm gonna stop you. you you say we ended up doing honestly well i mean that's, that's a great time that's that's one of the reasons i miss cruising with nick so much because the downtime it's almost like a little bit of a segue segue time is where Nick Nick's got a Nick Nick is a, a comedy guy, a comedy writer, stand up comedian at, at at some point on and off. I don't know what I don't know what your deal is, but a lot of times you know you're 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 an entertainer, and uh, he's also a musical guy, and he's he's got the best taste for music for comedy. Whenever we'd be in the room, just getting ready downtime or whatever, and don't and guys, I I, I have an episode way way back called Subtle Cruise Bliss. 
We all know we love the pool, the sun, the excursions, the freaking jet ski, the beach, this and that. But there are those times on a cruise as I drink more uh, Blue Label and, and get a little bit more sentimental about things. Those downtime th- little subtle things that you will remember long term. And whenever we were getting ready or whatever we were like kind of like going from one thing to another, Nick would take to the f- iPhone and whatever little speaker I had or whatever, he'd start playing stuff. And it would be stuff that I didn't hear. You know, you have that friend who just always kind of knows like what's a, a unique but awesome sense and, and taste for music and comedy and stuff like that. And Nick would always have something playing that was cool. It was awesome. We had the balcony. So Nick would always play some some cool music or some good music that I hadn't heard. And I would just find myself everything he played. Well, who is that by? Who? What, which one is that? I never heard that. What, who is that? Nick just gets it. He knows. Whether it's rock, whether it's hip-hop, whether it was uh, a stand-up comedy guy on a guitar making one-liners, you had a, you, had, you, you, you really enhanced the cruise in that regard to the point where when we went with um, when we went with Marie and Chris that one time, half the time, Marie was just like, let's go back to the room and freaking have Nick play us music. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, that, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole other story of uh, that cruise. Cause that was a that was the third one. That that was a comeback cruise. That was a comeback. Well, so to go back to the second one. So like I was basically what I was saying is what got us to this point was, you know, we were kind of disappointed from the first cruise going to the second cruise because it wasn't the same thing. I'll say I'll say we. I'm gonna just say this. Nick is right. I'll say this still, and I said it. I never had a bad cruise in my freaking life. Okay. But yes, that was. I'm yeah, give I mean, you that. It that was a little bit of a low we key. We weren't having a bad time, but we were now at the point where it's like we got to find something. You know, this isn't. Hey, the pocketry wasn't wasn't on point. So basically, what ties this all together is that aft section of the boat, adults only. So instead of waking up at noon, getting out, starting drinking, and being at the nightclub until three a.m. We had shifted because we know the night was going to be over by 10. Yeah. So we started the party early and we weren't the only ones. All these adults in the adult only section of the boat started having a great time. And it was some, one of the most unique things I've ever seen in my life. All these adult, hundred like 170 people, like you said, grown ass adults with DJ Nerd C spinning music. And all of a sudden, this volleyball comes out. He pulled it out, and it was, it was it. Just see how many times we can hit it in the air, like like we were three, like we were three years old. But it was a volleyball that was key because then it would make its way up to the other deck, the eleventh deck, and the twelfth deck, and then people would hold on to it, and they'd get the beauty of it was seeing somebody who was unsuspecting with their drink in their hand get hit in the head with a volleyball, and then realize they were in they were on stage now, so they grabbed the volleyball that they just got hit with. And then they're like up at the twelfth deck, and they're like everybody's like, yeah, throw it out, throw it, throw it. And then they'd hit it with their hand, and everybody would cheer for them, and the volleyball would go around. And, say, and then, <laughs> what was the level of disappointment when that volleyball went over the side and into the ocean? It was Tom Hanks when he lost Wilson. It was <laughs> we were screaming, no, not well said. It was, I mean, the, the the scene, this picture, the scene, like you remember the movie Three O'clock High. Or for those who aren't that old, uh, it just got remade called Fist Fight. But basically, it's like a high school fight at 3 o'clock. And they show like the two people who are about to fight. And just the entire school is circled around. And then even people are up in the school building like come hanging out the window. 
that's what it looked like because people are hanging from the other the other decks of the boat looking over trying to hit this volleyball back and forth. It was unbelievable. And then it's also the time we uh, got a impromptu cannonball competition. Oh, that was and that was all you. There was some and I'm not going to call they're not pockets. We're not talking about pockets here. We're talking about like, you know, 55-year-olds from Pennsylvania, not that 55-year-olds from Pennsylvania can't be pocket, but it was um it was just like we saw that there was a little bit of a rowdy rougher rustic crowd back there and they were looking to have some fun and then we did it we literally like just like the volleyball what we did it on our own we say all right everybody we just kind of just and it was more you just started an aft wide cannonball competition and you know what i'm gonna share this because it's not on the always be booked page i do have the video of it uh, it made in a little bit of a montage form and also it's uh, a little bit uh, I guess I put a little like Star Wars kind of like uh, introduction like text to it as well explains the whole thing but everybody on that not everybody I shouldn't say everybody but the whole entire pool the circumference of the pool had people participating in the uh, in, in the cannonball competition uh, man this is just like when we say when I say we did the things those are the types of things that, you know, memories made that you're just going to look back on and just be so thankful that you ever started cruising. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And it's and I was trying to explain this the other day, especially that part of it. The the second cruise at the aft pool, adults only, and a bunch of grown people doing cannonball competitions without being forced. It wasn't like the carnival, the carnival team was out, you know, doing a best calves competition. This was just purely natural totally organic and it was it it made it like you'd sit around and there's just all these strangers and they're just human beings having a good time together and not to get all weird and crazy no, you know, get but, weird bro get weird but like get coming crazy. from new york i hate everybody you know i gotta if i gotta get on if i gotta get on the subway at five o'clock i'm you know well, to be fair to you people 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 do something yeah I, like i hate it like i can't you know i don't want to deal with them so what and when you get on this cruise it's just like like-minded people and even if they weren't like-minded like some people went back there and if they got splashed they got pissed off but then this the overall just good time everyone's having like one eh. over one over yeah and the next thing you know they're doing the cannonball and like you just got it it was like human beings being friendly towards each other right. and it was just like such a such a moment that i will never forget and it was just so much fun now, and we'll, that's what, you know, and that pretty much was the second cruise. When we turned these mics on, I wasn't planning on necessarily spending so much time on the Splendor, but I'm kind of happy we are because it's kind of taking me back. And uh, to be honest, I, I want I, I want to keep it going a little bit because, again, we've, you know, the the, the ship pro, pro, uh, portfolio has opened up a lot more and I've been on a lot of other ships. But having you sit here and kind of just kind of go back and talk about that re- makes me remember why. I freaking was so fond of the Splendor and what it did. And it was just, I don't think it would have been on another ship. I really don't think if you sat the freaking miracle there for another two years, it would have been the same because there were just things about the Carnival Splendor that, that, that got me. And that was that on another miracle. It's an, it's, um, what do you call it? The, uh, guys, again, and I don't normally, uh, get smashed for podcasts and I'm not going to say I'm smashed, but we're on our way. And, um, the miracle, the, um, uh, What's the uh, tranquility? Serenity. <laughs> serenity now, Tommy. <laughs> the tra- serenity now. The tranquility section. No, the serenity section. 
they turned the entire, I don't know if it's still like that, but for that time, it was the entire back of the ship was on the uh, Miracle, was uh, Serenity. And they that, that sucked because it just, Serenity is just, again, no offense, people who like it, but it's just ultra, ultra shut down. And it's not necessarily what I'm looking for. But um, then going back to the Lido deck, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I want to design a cruise ship. The perfect design for me would be to have like it fully enclosed. Yeah, a little bit of like a roof at the top looking like the Astrodome, but then having a retractable roof. I wouldn't say I would draw it up like that, but that brought something to it. You know what I mean? It brought a component to it. And I'll tell you a couple of things. spaced out too. Yeah, it was spaced out well, but when they shut that thing down, it was a good feeling. That felt like home. We would almost like, it would almost be like we were getting ready to go out for the night and we would be in our bedroom which is our room our, our cabin and then we would walk into that area and it would be shut down because maybe we were still north and that would be our living room you know what i mean they would be showing movies there you can grab a drink from the bar in your living room and that felt like freaking home and the fact that you had the chlorine from the pool and we always talked about that smell that chlorine pizza smell and then you got that pizza first of all and that's where they had the pizza they had the pizza and and the pizza was made there, and it was just, that was just our routine. We would wake up, get ready, maybe, you know, put the, put, put our clothes on and be ready to freaking see what the night brought to us. But the first step was always be we were going to walk into that room, which was they'd be playing a movie. We'd sit up at that bar and just chill. And that was, oh, man, it just, it just kind of like, uh, it really kind of gets nostalgic thinking back about it. And, uh, you know, that's why it was. And, you know, for ma- in many ways, it will always be one of my favorite ships on the Splendor. What else did they have? They had that. Uh, well, I mean, just the other amenities on that boat, and especially like for the nighttime, like was th- that was the punchliner, right? Oh, gosh. The great. Pun- well, I mean, that's a great comedy. Like I, you made you me know, think. I, I know yeah. a little bit of combat comedy clubs. That place was put together nicely. Yes. I mean that that was a very nice and then I mean of course without a doubt yes, the piano I know what you're going to say yes the piano bar was just like and this is now keep in mind first time second time I've ever been on a cruise which were completely different cruises but like then you go onto a whole nother boat and like go to their piano bar or their nightclub or their comedy club and it's just like it's the auditor- the gym auditorium with a curtain across it and like what the what is this this piano bar guys it was um Another thing about about the Splendor and these cruises, I remember the guy's name. His name was Jeremy on the piano, little freaking broke ish, good looking Justin Timberlake looking kid, and uh, the girls. It was like a freaking. I like how you just described him. He's what? a good looking broke ass Justin Timberlake, good looking kid. Like yeah, yeah what's one? <laughs> the point is, is that he was like a flytrap, like a Venus flytrap, because he. Because all the girls would go to the piano bar and cl- and clearly want to sit around the piano bar and listen to this kid sing, but these freaking kids got to stay behind the damn piano and we don't. You know? What I mean? Do 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 you do you know? You may not know this, but do you know what that did? And this is maybe for your listeners that will have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, jeez! But you know what that did? What did it do? It brought my fandom for Michelle Branch. Yes. Yes, back into back into the mix, dude. I think you're single handedly responsible for making you know every, you know how that happens. Cones, 
every once in a while, you'll be a song that you haven't heard in forever. Don't Stop Believing is the best example, but that's just gone so over the top that it's almost like played out again. It had two like huge mega superstar lives. But even besides songs to that level, there'll be certain songs that you don't hear in 20 years and then they'll come out. There'll be actresses or actors that you haven't heard of, like Betty White's another example. Um, I'm sure I'm freaking delusional about this, but... I know I'm delusional about this, but I hadn't heard a Michelle Branch or a Vanessa Carlton song in forever. And then Nick is looking through the freaking book or available songs, and this this is where it got weird. And I knew this was a Green Cup Monday when I had to, when I knew I had to start drinking to keep up. And there's pockets, all the pockets loaded up on this piano bar. I mean, up and down the whole thing. Cool girls too, like nice people. And Nick is just. Wrecked, wrecked and he just is not looking for pockets or anything he's just looking for a good time having fun and he would just start screaming out Michelle Branch songs and then everybody's like what the hell is this freaking drunk guy screaming about Michelle Branch we're not listening to Michelle well, I need, Branch well I need to explain what no, but the brain what and, my and, brain was doing and, and do it but then he did play the Michelle Branch song and it's almost like everybody forgot how catchy these songs were. And Nick, you changed the freaking cruise with this because this guy starts playing Michelle Branch and all these girls, everybody, guys, everybody in the whole thing are screaming at the top of their lungs up, if I could into this guy. I can't sing. No, it's not even the right one. See, that's the point. That was exactly what was happening. You okay, were, go ahead. You were just singing Vanessa Carlton. That was Vanessa Carlton? Because she was the one who actually had a piano song. All right. And so when I was super drunk, I knew Vanessa Carlton was going to be played. So I wanted to, <laughs> so I wanted to oversee that and get Michelle Branch played because I am more of a Michelle Branch fan than I am Vanessa Carlton. But when you talk about one, you got to talk about the other. They're like the Biggie and Pac of early two thousands <laughs> female pop music. Did you just describe Michelle v- uh, Branch and Vanessa Carlton as the Tupac and Biggie? Yes, of- they're they're the Tupac and Biggie of early 2000s female pop music okay so when you talk about one you gotta talk about the other so it's always it's always it's always it's always always what was the michelle branch so michelle branch is is like everyone knows i mean a lot of people know that her song everywhere but i'm a big fan of i don't want to start singing i mean everywhere no it's a if if you want to i can save you And that was the weirdest thing because me and nick worked together nick was dj i i was i was the manager and I freaking been doing this a long time and in like maybe 10 years before this cruise and Nick started incorporating these songs into his DJ sets at the bar and I'm like oh. and to this day to this day clearly I can't we can't be so can we we can't be so egotistical as to think that you change the city playlist by doing this but you hear it all the time now like I, I think it just kind of coincidence. it has to be a coincidence but I'm just saying, Nick started playing these songs, and it's like, just like at the piano bar where everybody poo-pooed in the beginning, and then the chorus hits, and everybody is scream singing at the top of their lungs, these freaking classics, and we don't go a night without playing it now, mm-hmm. or for, for a while. But holy crap, that piano bar, and then, you know, it's this is... Uh, <laughs> Then it, then it went off the rails a little bit because I was like trying to really play to this guy because I could tell the girls liked him a lot. And I was just like, you know what, dude, 
you're a talented piano dude. Do you have any originals? Do you have any originals? Do you want me to play an original? I don't normally play originals. And I'm like, girls, what's the deal? You want to hear this guy play an original song or what? And the girl started screaming, yes, yeah, play an original. So he's like, all right. So he like takes a moment, takes a deep breath, scratches his throat, stretches his hands out before he hits the keys and starts playing this emotional love ballad beautiful song it was like piano music and you could tell he's has his eyes closed he's playing he's all into it the girls are like oh he's so dreamy this and that i think you just in the middle of it started screaming michelle branch songs again i think you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i i I, you won't do it michelle branch you won't do it yeah i zoned in that's why that's what i wanted to hear i did not care about anybody in that room besides me yeah because i had I was finding fifteen that night. You've you you've nailed fifteen that night. I think, and and maybe beyond. That was the only. That was the only time I found fifteen. I think, which is crazy. It's amazing, you know. So many good times. I actually have a bunch of more memories that I was thinking about, kind of like going at them. It was like the whole freaking uh, when they turned the whole um, they turned the Lido deck into karaoke. It was karaoke on the Lido deck. Singing Eric Church with the freaking, the, the, what do you call it? The, what's the thing? I don't know. The microphone? No, the freaking thing that closed the, the, the thing on the ceiling. The, the roof. The, the roof. <laughs> oh, boy. Guys, a couple of people had texted me. Uh, was, Tommy, <laughs> why don't you do a podcast while you're drinking? Do one podcast while you're drinking. Well, to those people, you know what I mean? You, you're kind of getting what you, what you wished for here. So that was that was pretty much it. I mean, on the Splendor, and that's, um, I guess we can kind of leave it there with the Splendor. Uh, I wanted to get a, into a couple of other things. Uh, I wanted to also announce, we started to announce it before, the next cruise is going to be on, drum roll, the Carnival Horizon. And uh, Was that was, my cue to drum roll, by the way? Because no, I missed no, it. No, you were way too out of range to I was drum looking, roll. I was looking that's at fine. my empty glass of yeah. Johnny Walker Blue. An empty glass with a full bottle. Not, it's not full anymore. Not anymore. Bottle right next to it. So um, we are going on the Southern Caribbean route. Well, it's, it's technically a Southern Caribbean cruise, but the first two stops. One is in Grand Turk. The st- second stop is in La Romana or La, La Romana. I don't know how you say it, but it's probably something I'm going to stay on the ship for. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then it goes to Aruba and Curacao. Nick, the, the fourth cruise... That we went on. We did a Southern Caribbean, didn't we? Uh, Nick doesn't always know the, the spots. The, no, I'm pretty. I'm actually pretty terrible with that. But yeah, I think so. That was yeah. the Aruba. We went to Aruba. Yeah, Aruba was fun. Aruba, I really liked Aruba, but that was the first time I uh, we went to Grand Turk. Yes. And yeah. I got off, the, and that was... You went on Grand Turk, but you didn't get off the last time. Yeah, that, I think that was our first yeah. cruise. I didn't get off the boat, because it was only for like... It's only for like... It's like... Get off at 9 a.m. back on the boat at 3 p.m. And right. at that time in my life, you know, if yeah. I saw 9 a.m., I was saying, well, I could better get back to sleep. Get off the ship at, get back on the ship at 3? No, yeah. there's no, you know, you're in no danger for me to miss that ship because <laughs> you're not getting off. But what you got, you went, you guys went over to, um, that was Jack Shack. Jack Shack, right. Yeah. That was unbelievable. And that was, that was, you know, that is one of those places that, you know, as much as it was great, you know, me and you getting super drunk on a cruise ship, that Jack Shack and Grand Turk and how this beautiful that was, was I'm really glad you got that the Claudia story. was with me. You know, yeah, it was exactly. Like, it was, you got the story. I'll be honest with you. I'm uh, listen. I'm I'm not gonna freaking lie to you guys. I'm more of a 
I'm a, I'm a cheese bag. I'm more of a Times Square guy. I'm a Yankee Stadium guy. You want to call me big business? Whatever. I like <laughs> the amenities. I like the whole everything around you. you know, Nick definitely is a little bit more of an indie guy. You know what I mean? And you went over to Jack Shack. And can can you talk about your Jack Shack experience a little? Well, when we got off the well, before we got off the boat, uh, we were talking to um, give a shout out to Donkey. Can we can we call him out? One oh, of the geez. one of the best uh, cruise directors I've ever met. Do you, do you do you really think that? I don't know. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really care. I mean, it was better than that one guy. Uh, the, oh, yeah. the the Seth Green looking guy, but anyways, you know, not the, I'm not trying to talk trash on anybody. Do what you want. Uh, but Donkey was like he was, but he was, but this is why I liked him because he would talk to you like a real person. You know, it wasn't like, hey, put your hands together, and, you know, let's see those calf muscles. Like, by the way, that's the second time I've mentioned the calf muscle. You, you I was gonna say that I was gonna call it out, and I'm not gonna, and, and just so you guys know, Nick won't say this, but Nick is known for his well developed calves. I'll say it. Best yeah. calf muscles in New York City. Ooh, that's bold. But anyways, that's bold. We might Instagram put my picture picture of my calf muscles on it at Nick Angelo Instagram. No, it always be booked. Oh, okay, come on, plug plug the social media. You got it. But so basically, what I'm trying to say is, so the cruise director told us, like, hey, listen, you know, uh, what was it? Was it um, what what what's the big party bar right off the ship there? Margaritaville. Margaritaville. Yeah. So he's like, you know, everyone goes to Margaritaville, gets, you know, ha- has a nice time. But if you keep walking down the beach, you'll find this real cool place called Jack Shack. You know, it's like family run, but that's where like all the crew members go because it kind of gets away from, you know, it's our little vacation. So we get off the boat and it's Claudia and I, and we get off the boat and we start walking and we walk basically through Margaritaville and it is pretty much just a shit show. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it kind of reminded us of where we worked. You know, it was like, you know, DJ. A little divey. Dancing on top of the bars, giving out, you know, yeah, which is great. Listen, yeah. I, I love it. I mean, of course. It's why, it's why we worked where we worked. But we, we, you know, we wanted something else. So we kept walking down the beach and we get to Jack Shack and it's just this big blue wooden sign that says Jack Shack. It's a little hut. And it's just, and everyone's just kind of hanging out. There's this dog running around, Topher. This dog's been around for years. He's like of the owners of Jack Shack. It's like he's a he's like a celebrity on Instagram. You got the story from them, didn't you? And yeah. How- and like so, basically, how the the owners of Jack Shack, um, she was a nurse, uh, working in working on the island. He was a dock worker, putting in that gigantic dock where the boats pull up yeah because before they you know i i, I don't know how you got to the land but yo any chance i can get you to call it a ship ship is that is that like proper nomenclature it's a little it's a it's like what am i like i told you i don't but yeah yeah i'm gonna get i'm gonna get emails i'm gonna get people yelling at me because I, I called it a boat uh, just, uh, listen I don't know. i'll call it a ship listen everybody you know i'm not i'm not here to get y'all <laughs> You know, I'm not here trying to rock the boat. It is a bit. Oh, now you just now you just pouring salt on the wounds. Oh, sorry. It's a little bit of a faux pas, I guess. No, oh, faux pas. Okay. So, so he's building the dock for the ships. Yeah, and uh, they fell in love, and she stayed. He stayed and opened up a bar, a little shack down on the down on the beach, and. What, 40 years later, they're still kicking. Dog's still running around. Topher. 
uh, and it's just in their comforters are amazing. They're the, the prices are cheap. Like it's, and if I, it, I've got to interrupt again, Nikki, my boy. Um, I think we got to say we may have exaggerated that by 32 years. What the 40 years? Yeah, whatever. You know, just you know, trying to we might have pumped that up by like 32 years. Okay, all right. I just got to <laughs> 12 years later. Here we are. <laughs> okay, uh. Well, that's 42 years in dog years. That's what Topher, Very I'm nice. About. Very Topher. nice. That's exactly what you meant from the beginning. 100%. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it was just like it had. Like, I got a lot. Of, I'm sorry. I got a lot of fact checkers. They come at me with this crap. So that's the only reason I'm I'm trying to hold my responsibility. I don't care. We'll say freaking it was around the time of the 20s. They just, they just kind of come at me. So yeah, so you got the dog, this and that and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like it got this family owned vibe where, you know. Like up the street is, you know, like you were saying, like Times Square corporate run. Yeah. You know, let's have a blast. Walk home with a gigantic cup that says Margaritaville. Coconuts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then this is kind of like laid back and relaxed. And it was, it's a uh, very island-like where it's like, you know, not a care in the world. kind of. It's, it's, it's the, it's the location of a Zach Brown song. If you know, if like, it's just not a care good, in the world. Good, good point. Good call. And the water is beautiful. Oh yeah, the water. You know, I don't know if it's as beautiful as it is in like St. Thomas, as far as clear. But and I don't know if this speaks to how beautiful it is. But yes, there's a color to the Grand Turk water that you don't see, and I, you don't necessarily see your feet in it. But there's like this green, radioactive, just vibrant color to the Grand Turk water. It is really, really nice. I mean, maybe it's not absolutely beautiful, but you got to remember, oh, I'm it from, is. I'm from Pittsburgh, and our three rivers are have that that tinge of brown, yeah, yeah. brown rust to them. Yeah. So any any non-brown water, I'm a fan of. No, hundred percent. No, and you're right. No, I know what you're saying. It is. It's it's uh. Like I said, when you go to when we went to and, and think about it, you were on the same cruise. On the same cruise, we went to not the same cruise, but we went on the cruise with my sister. The uh, when we went to Cokie Beach after the St. Thomas run, that water was like your bathtub. Like you're looking clear to oh, your yeah. feet. I remember. Uh, so I think that might have been clearer. But you're 100 percent right. In the Grand Turk water has a color to it. it. I think Grand Turk has a lot of the the aquatic wildlife and the reef stuff and the in the system. The reef system down there is just like second to none. So I think that's what where that comes from. But yeah, the the color of the Grand Turk water it's, it goes a little bit more in the green direction, and it's so beautiful to look at, especially from the beach. From the beach, and you got the ship. You're basically in the shadow of the cruise ship that you're kind of on in the dock. Now I, I I feel what you're saying about Jack Shack, and I'm with you. Uh, again, it's just, you know, call me what you want. I mean, listen, I go down, you got to freaking trudge a mile and a half to get there. We went there, me and and Danielle, um, you know, the party queen herself went down there and, uh, is that like Voldemort? What's that? Nothing. (laughs) No, but we went down there and yes, I did understand everything. I get it that the freaking lounge chairs are half price. I get it that it's not corporate. It's family run, family owned. I get that you get the dog running around. I don't know. We ordered a freaking piece of jerk chicken. It took an hour and 45 minutes to get, to get, and we didn't even freak whatever. We got hit in the head with a volleyball five or six times, and then we're trying to get back to the ship. So trust me, guys. The walk back, the walk there is way more enjoyable than the walk back. Um, 
yeah, I'm just a dude. I'm just a guy who wants, you know, I like I like the car. I like the big beautiful pool with the bridge over it. I like the high fidelity sound system. I like the freaking, you know, the extra large drinks. I like I like the, you know, the full menu with the conch fritters. I like the Jimmy Buffett music. I like the guy on the full stereo mic leading the party. That's just where I'm at. I, I get it. I get it. It's it's I guess it's uh it's different type of personalities, but yeah. I I always prefer margaritaville over jack shack and a lot of people you're you're more more people agree with you than me on that yeah well i mean it was just you know that was a it's kind of a good microcosm of how i changed as a cruiser yeah you know the first first time i went to grand turk i didn't even get out of bed because it was too early in the morning and i was too busy partying all night now it's like i'm enjoying this little walk on the beach well that makes sense um so, all right, so getting back to the cruise announcement, I think I've been trying to make this announcement and no, through no fault of anybody but my own. I've kind of fell off of it three to, three or four times. But the cruise that we're going on, four islands, eight nights, out of Miami, September 22nd, on the Carnival Horizon. And like I said, the main topic of the show is going to be my walkthrough and ship visit of the Carnival Horizon. What a beautiful ship. And... uh it's it, we got a hell of a crew going. I mean, if any of you guys want to jump on that one, let me know. We're not doing an official group cruise or anything like that, but um, we're going to go to some exotic places. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. This is, you know, this for me is a crew-driven cruise. There's a ship-driven cruise. There's an itinerary-driven cruise. But because of all these people that are going on this cruise, that's why I was like, all right, let's do it. That and the fact that Carnival Horizon is just the biggest and best and baddest thing at sea, uh, you know, at least now. So I, I kind of agree to it. I am a little apprehensive and a little kind of like salty that, you know, and I'm not salty because I decided this, but I can go on whatever cruise I want, can't I? Right? But I, I was really looking forward to that kind of experience in St. Thomas again and all that stuff, but whatever. I think we'll probably be able to find some enjoyment in Aruba, Curacao, Grand Turk, and you know, La Romano will stay on the ship. I mean, on these new cruise ships, there's, if you're doing four ports, pick the worst one and stay on the ship, right? Because you want to basically be able to enjoy a lot of the things on the cruise ship that you're not going to get. Now, I mean, how else are you going to buy art? Now, uh, 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 Nick... You know, we got a hell of a cast of characters, you know, with these cruises. You got your Sonys, you got your Stews, you got your Nick, which, yeah, Nick is a little bit more on the retro side of things. You got your Sony who was retro but made a comeback. You got your lovely Miss K's. You got your uh, Chris's. You got, now you got your Nicole's. A lot of people. Marie made a, made a trip. I'm probably forgetting people. I, I'm sorry, but whatever. Um, Chris. Chris, Chris, uh, our buddy Chris, aka Sancocho, aka Carne Guisada. He's got aliases, huh? Yeah, he does. Coming and in hot. Coming in hot. Nick has cruised with Chris. Yeah, they're our third cruise. And this is when we went on what? Norwegian? That was the Norwegian gem. Norwegian gem. Now, Chris, you got to give it to him. He kind of killed that cruise, no? The mayor. The he, mayor of the boat. He was the mayor of the cruise ship, and he was all over the place, kind of rallying the troops. Um, and again, this kind of speaks to never expecting the way the cruise is going to go. I don't think he's necessarily been able to repeat that on a lot of the cruises. Well, I'll tell you what that um, that cruise for me, Not, and, and and no no disrespect to him, it's just different crowds. There's different crowds. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, that cruise for me uh, was definitely a 
learn your lesson kind of curves because that was uh, lesson number one. Just because the night before you leave for the cruise is St. Patrick's Day doesn't mean you should get drunk. Oh, that's right. Because that threw me behind the eight ball the entire time. Okay. And yeah, that I also... Drink. I didn't drink. I, I know. Well, I had to DJ, and it's hard to DJ sober. Um, I'll give you that. But then, uh, but because of that, I also learned that you should always bring those... Um, they're like, what are they? I mean, what what are those? Those are like, uh, you know, those emergency pills like those the, the dissolve in the water yeah what are you talking um, about airborns or yeah airborns but yeah. they have those but uh they're for their electrolytes do they really yes if you're going on a cruise bring those with you well especially if you're gonna, if you're gonna, gonna drink go heavily cruise, in the drink like we are like yeah but even still because you know it's it's that's why true is it so yeah. hard to get water on the boat ship i'm sorry no that's okay. uh like it's so anyways these are the things i learned on that cruise because I, I'm I learning was, this now. I, I was know. pretty dehydrated the entire time, and it didn't make me have a bad time because, like you said, it's hard to have a bad time. But I was I was struggling, and especially sharing a room with Mister Chris, and he oh was just that just, was his cruise. He yeah, was MVP of that cruise without and, a doubt, and it was it was like, oh my goodness, he, I brought, he brought home a pocket or two, right? Leave, yeah. leave that alone. Yeah, I, that's there's all. You know what though? There is a really funny story involving Chris and I. Uh, I'm not going to say it because oh. it's it's a bit much. Give it a little. Give it a little. Come on, give it to you. These these these, these well, are our people. The boat that I'm sorry, I keep calling it the boat. Now you now you put it in my head, and I appreciate you correcting. Uh, me. I appreciate the correction. So that's... the ship that we were on, uh, it was the rooms were tight, but the bathrooms were surprisingly roomy. Okay. Okay, and I was, like I said, wasn't feeling very well during a lot of time during the cruise. So I was in the bathroom reading. Let me <laughs> reading the up, reading up. the itinerary of what was to come later. Where was Bingo that night? Freestyle. Daily. I was just yes, reading, 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 and all of a sudden, Chris comes, knocks on the door, and just he's like, "I, I think I'm going to throw up." I'm like, occupado, dude. Like, what do you want? And he's. I was like, I used the shower, and he came in. He threw up in the shower while I was reading, and we've been we've been best friends ever since. Wait, so you're in the, you're in the bathroom? You gotta let Chris in because he's hungover. You're freaking going through whatever you're going through, so you're shitting your brains out. Chris comes in and has to throw up, and there's just uh, like I mean, like it's like I don't care. It's like you. I mean, I'm not getting up. Right. Uh, use the shower. You're in the and, middle of a great article. Yeah, and he's, you know, very, very, very intensive reading. And he comes in, excuses himself into the shower. We kind of make eye contact. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing? And then he went back out and went back at it. I was like, oh. We went back at it. Just went back out being the mayor of the, of the ship and being the MVP, coming in hot, doing all, doing all his, you know, just... Shaking hands and kissing babies because he everybody on that ship knew him. You know it's cool because it's like it's like I sit here and I like I don't know man. There was that one crossover cruise and that was it. But you were almost like Chris doesn't miss a cruise now, and uh, we'll get into you know the future of that in a second. But um, he typically does did, doesn't miss a cruise now. But back then you didn't miss a cruise, and I almost like look at you two guys as almost like symbolically partnering crime ish in different eras. 
but we did have that one crossover. We did have that one crossover where we were all of us on that one cruise ship. And man, that was, you know, that may not have been. And I think as far as like pocketry and having fun and partying and, and doing our thing, I don't think anything tops that first cruise that we went on. But this this one in the gym was damn close, man. We had a good time. That was a phenomenal cruise with a phenomenal itinerary too. That was that was St. Thomas at its finest. Yeah, that was like when I said that was. Uh, I introduced you guys to the whole St. Thomas open air safari tour. No, because the the cruise that we went on with your sister. Yes, you're right. That was St. Thomas, and that wasn't was first, necessarily the same, but you know, which, which was great. Like St. Thomas trip was fantastic, but then when it was me, you, Chris, and Marie, yeah, and we we were all boxed up. You see Marie's eyes on some of those freaking I turns. Mean, you, you almost died. Remember that <laughs> coming out run of over St. Thomas Hooters, coming out of St. Thomas Hooters. I took one step. You forget. You have a couple of drinks and you forget it's the wrong side of the road. And the guy comes flying by, and like <laughs> this is this just sums up. This sums up everything about us. Is you literally almost die. You laugh at it. Marie freaks out, and I go, Tommy, come on. You must just ruin my vacation. And Marie's like, he ain't going to die. I'm like, yeah, I know. I get it. That was the joke. I'm like, yeah, he would have ruined my vacation. But that is what I thought, too, afterwards. I was thinking when we got in the safari, I was like, man. I, and that's Your legit. listeners know about St. Thomas Hooters, right? Like how every St. Thomas. Well, like I tell that, them. That's the, yeah. Like, that's the day. Yeah. Where no matter where you are, no matter who you are, who you're with, the rallying point is St. Thomas yeah. as early as you can. Then it's up. Well, going back to the, the almost dying thing, you're right. I did, and I felt the same way as you did, because I the, my main thought about that was, damn, I really almost ruined their vacation. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. I, I really was, thought I was kidding in a selfish way, like, oh, no, Tommy would have been dead, but geez, yeah, my vacation would have sucked. <laughs> Listen, if life is, death is not. If death is, I am not. So whatever. It's going to shit. Shit happens. Yeah, it would have sucked to die in St. Thomas getting run over by a freaking but speeding what, safari. Would it have? But if you got to go. Well, yeah, no, you're right, if man. You're gonna if you're going to go. If you got to go. If you're going to call your shot, that's like, yeah. You that's know, like number two on the list. I mean, that guy better be doing over 60. But yeah, like uh, that, that that's 100% true. But I'll say it's just. That that that. All right. So getting back to what you're talking about, I've I've waxed poetically on this podcast a bunch of times about the St. Thomas routine. Do a quick refresher, but yes, I'm usually and you'll attest to this. I'm pretty much the earliest one up. Um, and you'll I, you'll take the night off before. Like you won't drink. You won't even like you'll go to bed early. Well, I'll day drink. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like you know that. Yeah. St. Thomas is your. When bad, I'm in St. Thomas, I'm going to badass coffee. I'm going to Badass Coffee early because they got the coffee ice cubes. And I'm walking around the town a little bit, taking in the fresh air, uh, just looking around. Because St. Thomas, to me, is, yeah, you ever, ever think about living somewhere so much that it almost becomes your home, kind of like in your mind? And that's kind of like a little bit of what St. Thomas is to me. Shout out to Tara from St. Thomas. Just made friends with her. We talked to her today. I mean, it's crazy. Just, you know, we had so many good times and just so many reckless, drunken, guacamole, tableside memories at Senior Frogs. She's freaking, you know, got a five-month-old now, and it's just... it's just Oh, word? Yeah, it's just crazy where stuff goes. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's what we did. Went to Badass Coffee, then I go to Hooters. The minute I'm at Hooters, I know to start texting you guys because I know it's nothing's going to happen before 11, 
11 30 so text you guys and you guys make your way over i'm slowly drinking a couple of pina coladas or maybe a vodka soda depending upon the day then when i know you're on the way i order the first jim beam round and then it's sitting there ready for you guys and then we spend a good 45 minutes to an hour and a half doing damage in in st thomas hooters we get to where we need to be we purchase a souvenir to go cup and one for the road and then we start flagging down open air safari drivers the taxis they're all over the place but first we put them through the audition the sound system has to be right and got to play whatever the most ratchet Jamaican rap music is. Oh, I don't know why. Reggaeton, like the yeah, alkaline. Like, it's so, oh, it's just the memories just trickle through. And now I'm actually getting pissed that I'm going to Aruba and Curacao. And I didn't hold true to my freaking foundation and say, let's go to St. Thomas. Can we talk about that that trip, St. Thomas? And when all four of us arrived at separate times. And it was just like. Was that the when Chris had the pants on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because we had made the I had made the joke about is, how yeah. there's an autographed John Daly photo in every Hooters on the planet, and that was a joke. Yeah, I made a jo- I made a joke. You because, didn't, yeah, yeah, because I've seen the autographed John Daly photo at the St. Thomas Hooters. And I'm like, oh, this you is, have okay. Yeah, this is this is everywhere. Go go to a, go. I challenge your listeners go to a Hooters. Listeners, uh, John Daly, uh, old school, grossly overweight, alcoholic cigarette smoking professional world-class golfer take a photo of the autographed john daly photo at your local hooters and send it to us yeah i bet we get a lot but anyways i had made that joke and chris showed up with wearing his golf pants yes and like what is he doing oh and that's wait a minute and then that's when he ended up buying that oversized hat but that was the ricky fowler yeah this is like such a, a a mind f for me because I don't picture you on that generation of cruising. I don't picture you on the whole Chris Cancel, uh, uh, Lilo and Stitch, uh, Top Gun outfit. Um, you know, I picture you in more of like the golden age back in the day. And now you're speaking about the whole Chris in his giant oversized Ricky Fowler hat. And you're telling me, I'm learning, like you're telling me that John Daly pants were the start of that? I believe so, yeah. That's insane. So, yeah, Chris wears the uh, John Daly pants now, and uh, or, or or in Hooters, and he's just kind of deciding like the whole, uh, I guess the costume era. This is where the costume era for Chris was born. Yeah, because he was all about that joke. He he was a big fan of that joke, which so, I have to thank him because he's like the only one. But so that that trip is you're sitting there early because this is your day. Now, this is my third trip with you, and I know this is your day, so I'm ready. I walk in around, I don't know, 10.30 a.m. You're shocked. You haven't seen me at 10.30 yeah. maybe ever. Yes. And, you're, and your face lights up, and I, I think you look at, you, you, hey, Here bartender, Joe, Joe Boo needs a refill. You know? And so, <laughs> so I sit down next to you, and within, I think within, I don't know, 20 minutes, Marie walks in. And then me and you give her a standing ovation. So the, like, the only other five people that are in there. Late. Yeah, the other five people that are in there are like, what's going on? They jump in because like, oh, hey, someone's here. And then that's when Chris walks in with the weird golf pants. And we like like Voltron, we form and we're like, let's go. 
And then, well, he took uh, before he took that little picture in front of the John Daly. Yeah. So yeah, do that. Do what Nick says, guys. If you heard that, if you have been to a Hooters, go to a Hooters and find the John Daly picture because I don't know what he's talking about. I didn't know that there pretty much is a John Daly autographed picture in every Hooters in whatever kind of wacky pants he's wearing. But I would like to see that. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com or just post it in the Always Be Booked Cruisers Lounge on Facebook. So yeah, now we're off, right? Now we're off and ready to go. And yeah, and this is, and then this is when we leave Hooters is when you almost get clipped by the car, uh, and then we start finding, we start finding the uh, safari the, taxis. The safari taxis. I think those people that almost clipped me, I think they probably, I think they probably didn't even panic at all. Oh, here comes another one, and they just swerved out of the Not, way. Yeah, they, they didn't probably know. just know. no, yeah. no idea. So, um, so yeah, so just for the new listeners or whoever else, I'll just be quick about this. You get in the safari taxi and you're just chilling on a bench and the wind is hitting you and then you get this safari taxi driver who's obviously from another country and whatever. It's a the 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 legalities are a little there's a little bit more leniency with things. So uh they may or may not be having some drinks too, which we don't condone here, but we say we just want the mountaintop tour. We want to go to all the views. And St. Thomas is set up to where once you get to the top of those mountains, these views and these little peaks are just built with concession stands, with gift shops, and ben- specifically, weirdly specifically, banana daiquiri bars. And we just go up and we're driving around and half the fun is getting there because you're just doing this climb. And like you said before, if you're going to go, this is the way to go, so you're not necessarily nervous. You're getting smashed. Your vehicle is getting smashed with branches on the way. You're in a straight uphill climb. You don't know if this vehicle can take it or not. And then there's these tight little turns on these seemingly roads that are dirt and built for bicycles. And then you're just driving up, and it's an adventure. And there's reggae music blaring. And then out of nowhere, the vehicle stops. It goes, here we are. And you get out. And you just see there's a clearing. And you just see, when you talk screensaver, postcard type shit. I mean, right? Mm-hmm. That The St. Thomas, the 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 color of the water from that view is a certain, like, if crayon was making new colors, it would be called St. Thomas blue. Because <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a unique bluish green aqua kind of thing that you you see, like you just said, in postcards. And yeah. it's just, it's beautiful. And but, like, you know what the best part, like, for me, like, you you get off, you walk into this gigantic warehouse of a souvenir you're shop. You're talking specifically about mountaintop gift shop. Yeah. Yes. You walk in, it's just, like, this souvenir shop, and, and it's really country yeah, music it, it, from the 70s. They're playing, like, George Jones. They're playing, like, Merle Haggard. But, like, if you don't know any better, and I knew better because I was with you, and but you you don't know any, but you're walking through this gift shop, and then all at the back, there's a full, there's just a full service bar. Yeah, that serves with a sign that says the world's best banana daiquiris, and I've never had a better one. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then they have. I am these, not. I'm no one to dispute this. And then there's these this these view these overlooks for your view, so you can take your photos, take your pictures, and it's just gorgeous scenery. You come back in, and the guy, the bartender, yeah, he knew you. Yeah, we this is the so my third cruise with you with Chris and Marie. We when we walked back there, this is the second time I had been there. We walked in and the guy looked at me, hey Tommy, and I was like, get the are you kidding me? Like, do you remember his joke too? 
Ah, uh, no. He, I know he. I know he was full of jokes and cracked me up the entire time. Well, it was just this dry thing. It wasn't even really a joke. We just went out there and we were just like, "You have no," because you're, you're you got that buzz at that perfect level, and you're on the top of that mountain. You're looking over, and like you said, the water, but also the sky, and also just the little islands that just pop out of the Caribbean Sea, and just like you could see them, and they get a little they're plentiful, but then they get a little bit more hazy as you look off into the distance, and it is just pure, just like it's one thing to see it on a postcard or on a screensaver but then to see it in person is just like oh, it's just bliss and then we go inside and we say to the bartender hey man uh because it was a slow day that day we were there early and he, and we were like can you just take a quick picture of us out there with the background and just like with such a dry sense of humor he goes yeah 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 no problem and he comes out and it was like he looked at us like he's literally like three feet from the door to go out there. He works there literally day and night. And he just goes, wow, it's beautiful out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, this guy's good. Like the first time he ever saw. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was awesome. All right. So we have a announcement to make. And it is not, you know, we're, we're reflecting, we're reminiscing on some beautiful times, but we have something bad to say right now and we have to say it and uh we booked on this cruise and i wanted to talk about the ports and we probably will as we get closer to this cruise we'll examine the ports and the ship in a little bit more depth but um you know we cruise hard man we go we go in and i honestly i like to think and say it's usually almost always good clean fun we're not looking to cause any problems we're not looking to get in trouble or anything like that but uh, I need everybody, the Always Be Booked Cruise community, to uh, band together right now. Because on this particular cruise, we got some very, very unfortunate news. Because of a particular sailing on the Carnival Victory in 2016, our beloved Chris Cancel is... I can't even say it. I don't even know. I'm like, this is... I'm... He's banned from cruising on Carnival. Like the entire company, the entire fleet, and that's what it, we don't know. He he tried to book world booking. We settled on this Horizon cruise, and uh, I, as the travel agent, tried to book him, and I did book him successfully. Three and, two three getaway. Yeah, three two three getaway. Nice. So they uh they 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 called me back and they said um you know this booking is not going through. So I called up and tried to find out why, and they said uh well we we see some notes here. They said we see some notes here. You have to call security. I'm like, right then and there, I knew. Oh man! So You're, this is this is real. This is real. This, this is isn't real, like our, this is not a joke. This and, isn't you know, the segue into how the security knew us. No, walking around like oh, and Thomas. That, yes, Thomas. No, Thomas. Thomas. No, no. put the plant down. Uh, but we did. We did. We we. I did call security, and they said, "Hold on, please." And they came back to me saying, "Christopher is um, on the." <laughs> On the no cruise list, it's that that's like the do not fly list. Yeah, on, that's how they said it too. He's on the list. Do not. He's on the do not cruise list. Cannot cruise list. Whatever it is, uh, the no cruise list. And I was like, why? What happened? I was like, we can't discuss that with you. We can only discuss that with Christopher. And uh, yeah, Chris had a little bit of a dust up. He had a little bit of an issue. Um, I feel bad because I felt like I let my brother cruise by himself without my uh, guidance or whatever. 
And, uh, you know, this was supposed to be, if you guys know back uh, way back, there was a back-to-back cruise that was supposed to happen as I was moving that was preliminary to the escape cruise. I was supposed to go on, Chris, on a four-dayer out of Miami on the Carnival Victory. We were going to do a back-to-back because I was still living in Orlando when we booked it, but I had just moved to New York, taken that new job, taken on that new project, I should say, same company. But um, I... Uh, I, I couldn't do it anymore, so that was when the lovely Hannah stepped in, and um, Hannah did her own thing, and Chris found himself in the nightclub one night. I don't know the details of what happened. Uh, by Chris's account, he got jumped, and I'm sure I don't know of Chris to be confrontational or look for problems ever, so I'm sure his story is accurate. And Carnival Cruise Line, if you're listening, I would love to maybe be able to get a reprieve on this. He did get jumped, and uh, hopefully, you know, it's still being decided they did say to us they will look into the situation they also said that 90 percent of the time these don't get overturned so we got a problem on our hands we got chris we got deposits in with multiple people with multiple crews c-r-e-w-s multiple factions in and we have uh, a beloved chris who is likely banned from carnival at this particular time and I don't know if he's going to get a lot of sympathy because been, there's been a lot of stuff in the news about problems and, and fights on board and stuff like that on various cruise ships, mostly out of Australia. I don't know what's wrong with you guys down under, but uh, they probably have a little bit it's of... It's an a, island full of prisoners. Yeah, yeah. Well, at well this, that's an old joke. That's not... Well, no, they're fine people. <laughs> they're fine. The Aussies... Well, at one time it was true, right? Oi, oi, oi. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say, man. That that that's an issue. Uh, we're gonna keep working on that. Uh, you know, please, like I said, keep your thoughts, prayers, whatever, whatever you guys go and go to in your time of whatever to uh, hope for things. Uh, maybe give a little bit of a thought to Chris to hopefully make sure that uh, Chris can get on this sailing with us because, you know, these cruises. I lost I lost my buddy Nick. I can't be cruising with my buddy Nick in the way we, we used to cruise anymore. Chris kind of stepped in a little bit and kind of filled a little bit of that void, not really being able to. Nobody can replace Nick, but um, and now it looks like Chris is a little bit on the uh, on the outs in this regard, and we're hoping to be able to overturn that. And uh, all right, so the only last thing I wanted to talk in this ultra long, ultra long intro is uh, I wanted to promote the next episode of Always Be Booked, the podcast. And like I said, I was looking for a uh, a, 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 a port of call. I was looking for some port to call information, and La Romana, I didn't know anything about it, so I did a little search. And I found a, a young lady by the name of Juliana, and she has a YouTube page called Tourist to Local. And I turned it on, and I was like, wow, uh, this girl knows what she's doing. She's uh, a former cruise ship employee. I immediately wanted to have an interview with her, have her on the show. She did a but here we are. Uh, so talking about Juliana, she is a phenomenal, phenomenal broadcaster. She has a great channel. And if you like this show, you'll probably like her. It's not necessarily, it's a YouTube channel. So it's not like something you can like drive to. But when you're hanging out at home, you, uh, you'll see. She, she has everything from cruise port information to what it's like to work on a cruise ship to how to get a job on a cruise ship to things to do in whatever port you could name to even though she's got a boyfriend now who she met on the cruise ship and um, she she talks about how to survive a long distance relationship based on travel she talks about a ton of stuff she lets you into the personal side of her 
ultra charismatic and ultra ultra knowledgeable and uh might i say in this climate sorry if it's offensive but kind of easy on the eyes as well so we uh, we're just being honest here we're not going to pretend that that you know component doesn't exist but juliana i i realized i had to interview this girl and we did interview her today and uh she's going to be on next week's episode but in the meantime I suggest you guys go check out on YouTube, Tourist to Local, and check out the interview that we have with uh, Juliana. She may ask to not have her interview aired after she hears this this episode where we're, you know, having a... Why? This this bottle's almost done, Nick. This bottle's almost empty. It is what it is. And uh, all right, so I'm going to bring Nick back for the emails, but uh, I'm going to give him a little bit of a break, and we are going to go into the uh, cruise news. Wait a minute. Am I going to give Nick a break? Well, we're going to get it to the cruise news either way. I'm going to find out if Nick's still kind of hanging in there to stay for this or not. But we'll we'll let you know. All right. Let's start off with some not-so-good news out of Tampa where the Carnival Miracle... And everyone knows the Miracle is famous for being my first ever cruise ship. Uh, First two, actually. She's stuck in Tampa, and she's holding up to 2,000 people with her. Uh, This is kind of unusual. Uh, They're still considering this a sailing, actually. But they're uh, hooking guests up with uh, whether they decide to stay. If they want to stay, they can get a two-day prorated refund. Uh, And if you wanted to not take part in this sailing at all, you had the option to receive a full refund and also had the ability to reschedule your cruise without penalty. So the ship was supposed to stop at Belize and Honduras in addition to Grand Cayman and Cozumel, but instead will only be able to experience the latter two. I'd say if you were going to miss two on that itinerary, those are the two you want to miss. So that's good news. Uh, Some passengers were pissed off because of what Carnival is calling a preemptive but necessary set of... uh, I guess, maintenance works, uh, there's not really much they could do. Uh, what would you guys do in that situation? Let me put it over Nick. I think it's Nick, Nick, Nick is still here. Nick, you still here? Yep. Hey, Nick, what's up, brother? Nick Hey-o. is hanging in there. Uh, what would you do? So you got a cruise. You're supposed to leave out of Tampa. It's uh, four, four days of, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know how many days. I'm assuming this is probably either a seven or eight day cruise, but it's got four stops. And out of nowhere, you get to Tampa, say you're coming from Pittsburgh or whatever, you fly into Tampa, and you're, you're told when you get to town that there is some preemptive maintenance that has to take place, and you can get on the cruise ship, but you'll be spending the first two days in port, and you're going to be foregoing uh, Belize and Roatan, and you'll be able to leave on the third day or fourth day or whatever it is. And you'll be able to catch Cozumel and Grand Cayman, and uh, they will refund you your money for the first two ports. Would you would you do that, or would you say, you know what, I'm flying back to Pittsburgh and taking my full refund and booking another cruise? Well, if it was preemptive, then why do they allow me to book it? right, and that's why I think you're getting the uh, certain people are pissed off type of thing. Uh, Preemptive could mean maybe preemptive a few days ago. You know what I mean? They just had to do this maintenance. Yeah. So I guess, you know, the thing they always say about cruise contracts is that they're ironclad. And uh, it makes sense because, you know, in this legal-friendly society, um, you know, if you've seen what goes on on cruise ships and changes to itineraries and 
injuries and in some cases, unfortunately, deaths that can happen, uh, cruise lines would be being sued left and right. But you you very rarely hear about a cruise lawsuit ever working out well for the cruiser. So I guess this is just an example of that. But what which would you do? Would you would you decide if you got there and you found this out? Would you turn around, and go back to Pittsburgh, and be like, you know what, I'm going to live to cruise another day? Or would you stay on the Carnival Miracle for two days, party your ass off, have a good time, get the discount, and then enjoy the last two ports? Uh, I think that's one of those. I think my uh, my schedule would have to determine that, right? Like my my job would dictate that. Yes, but this is my only week off of the year. Guess what? I'm staying in port. Yeah, but if I have you know flexible schedule where I can you know, oh, I got another one coming on discount because of this. All right, let's have a nice time and we'll take care of that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's what it's. I think this is so just like uh, situational. It's true, but for for me, if you were, if you were already in Tampa. You're about to get on the ship. I might be like, nah, I came here for a vacation, and I'm getting on that ship. Um, there was this viral video going around, and coincidentally, it was also on the Miracle. The ship had to be rerouted because of the weather. And uh, instead of the East, Eastern Caribbean that it was going to do, it had to settle for a Florida-Bahamas itinerary. And, Nick, there was almost a freaking riot on the ship. There's multiple videos about this, about people kind of like staging protests in the in the atrium and stuff like this. And uh, it was funny because the, <laughs> the Italian ship captain, which they very often are Italian ship captains, they sum, he, he comes up with this great idea. He's going to summon everybody to the main theater. And uh, he grabbed the mic in his white on whites, and uh, he he decided that saying, "Ladies and gentlemen, particularly the ladies, calm down. You still don't have to cook or clean." He thought that that would be the best way to defuse the issue. <laughs> uh, I don't want you to know why I'm laughing at that. I mean, I get it, and uh, I I do, and I don't get it. But also, just I mean, can you imagine saying that today in this climate? This oh. was probably about eight years ago. That's just, I mean, yeah. what a that's the type of thing. It's like it's so wrong. It just you, you don't even care that it's wrong. You're like this guy, huh? Yeah, How about you got this just, guy. You know, it's like those memes where they say uh, "thug life" on it, yeah, and then like, slap the freaking. You know, it's like grandpa. You can't yeah, say stuff yeah. like that anymore. <laughs> grandpa, no good. Grandpa, grandpa, <laughs> have another shot and go to sleep. Um, I don't know. So anyway, they should be leaving anytime. Actually, let me look at my watch right now. And if you're on the Carnival Miracle in Tampa right now, please just try to make the best of it. Meet somebody. Get married in the chapel. Walk through that Gatsby's garden. Eat it, Nick and Nora's. Uh, maybe pop a Molly and uh, you know hit that trippy ass Alice in Wonderland theater they use for the Punchline of Comedy Club. Uh, me just kind of like waxing poetically about the first ever cruise. Man, the, the first ever cruise ship and my first two cruises were on the Miracle. The first one was with Michelle. She's kind of fell into cruise oblivion. Well, she's a great girl, but you know she's not not part of. Let's just call it the crew at this point. Um, and then the second one was just me and Stu. Um, in addition to the refunds, Carnival is also offering a Carnival Live country music concert um, on board, and from it's going to be from CMA Award winner Tim Rushlow. And I'm embarrassed to say this, Nick. It doesn't happen too often, but I don't know who that country artist is. Do you? Oh, you don't know Rushlow? <laughs> Either way, 
I'm sure it's going to be great. All right, so it's the start of the hurricane season, and no one likes to hear of cruise ship itineraries being altered, but Carnival had some trouble in and around Paradise. Apparently, the Carnival Fantasy and the Carnival Valor, or Valor, had to deal with a uh, type of 2.0 that did not enhance the fun ship experience. That's right, a Category 2.0. I said Category 2.0. I'm just going to leave that one out there. Yes, I really just did say that and uh, give you a second to compose yourself from all the laughter. Uh, Don't get into an accident if you're driving, okay? Everyone good? All right, let's move on. Subtropical storm Alberto has formed in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico and affected multiple sailings this past weekend. Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula and Cuba were the... I just said Cuba. Cuba. Like an Atari game? Cubert, uh, Cuba were the destinations that seemed mostly in the line of fire. My friend Beatrix, have you ever met Beatrix, Nick? I don't think so. She was a server at Calico. I'm sorry, the server manager at Calico Jack. She's done a couple of visits into Johnny Utah's great girl. She just got back from Cuba. And just a quick thing on Cuba. Man, it was interesting to listen to her talk about her trip. I thought it was a solo, but she actually took it with a friend of hers. She was originally going to be a solo, and then she grabbed a buddy to go with her. But uh, she said polarizing things about cuba she said because now you can cruise to cuba you can fly to cuba cuba's open for now until uh whatever litigation changes that but for now you can go to cuba but um she said if you want to go there and just kind of like see and experience how these people live then you should if you want to have it be like a little bit of an educational experience while appreciating natural beauty you should if you want to go there and see people who are poor AF, as the kids say nowadays, and but are still happy AF. And really kind of, she said there was just something about their skin tone and the light in their eyes. And they'd be playing uh, soccer in the street with a dirty, you know, deflated soccer ball and running around and not even realizing how poor they were. But there was just this air of just appreciation and just enjoying what they had about him. And she said that's what, that was basically her greatest takeaway from it. Shout out to Beatrix. But then she also said on the other side of it, if you are looking for like a real vacation, a luxury, uh, a, you know, some of the finer amenities like uh, toilet paper and hot water and Wi-Fi, then don't go to Cuba. So she said, you know, go on like – and maybe in that regard, a cruise is a perfect experience if you're going to go to Cuba because – you know, you do have the ship that's sitting in the dock, and that whatever's on that ship will blow away any amenities that you're going to find. Yes, you can go luxury, and she did. She went luxury because, you know, she said um, her quote, a little bit of a – she's not a princess because, you know, she grew up in humble times, and she grew up in uh, – I guess a little bit of – she grew up in Hungary. And, uh, you know, it's not necessarily, uh, you know, the, the plaza over there. But she appreciated it, but she's just become accustomed to being able to have a warm bed and, you know, you know, clean water and Wi-Fi and this and that. And she did experience that. But she said the Cuba experience was awesome. She highly recommends that anybody who has any sort of taste for culture or curiosity about geography and other places and how people live, you should absolutely go. But go in with uh, some sort of expectations about what you're about to see and not necessarily thinking you're going to be seeing senior frogs and, you know, all the amenities that you've become accustomed to. Um, 
All right, so in a story we will cover in far greater detail very, very shortly, there was a naming ceremony scheduled for the Carnival Horizon that we covered on our last episode, and that took place last Wednesday, and it went off without a hitch. Carnival brand ambassador John Heald was the MC for this event that officially took place in the main atrium on the Carnival Horizon at the Manhattan Cruise Terminal in New York City. As many of you may or may not know, Queen Latifah, had been named godmother to the ship in a ceremony to officially christian the vessel. She stood alongside Captain Luigi D'Anglais, and the two poured champagne over a symbolic bell. Now, Nick, connoisseur of music, connoisseur of all things uh, golden age hip-hop, what are your thoughts on Queen Latifah? Um, was the boat called... It's okay, just go with it. Was, it called, it. was it called the Unity? <laughs> It was not, but it probably should be. You know what I mean? Because theoretically, she did name the ship, but I bet that's sort of like a figurehead thing. She probably just... Just, yeah, I mean, it should have been... What was it? Carnival? Carnival, yeah. Yeah, Carnival U-N-I-T-Y. <laughs> right? I mean, that's kind of how it should have been. And, you know, there may be some of you that got that, but I certainly did. Um, you know, maybe the Carnival Weekend Love. Um, <laughs> what else? What else What else did she have? What were some of her other hits? I know there's some others that I wouldn't know if I looked them up. U N I T Y. I mean, if I bet if we got on that ship, we would set it off. <laughs> Here we go. Only if I was living single. Yeah. <laughs> you see, in this, you're going to be able to lap me in this. Me and a lot of times, me and Nick go back and forth on these improvised, kind of off the cuff. Um, ridiculousness uh that only you and i get yeah that's satirical whatever's but you're lapping me with the queen latifah so i am uh just gonna be i'm gonna bow out and just be plain old dana today (laughs) (laughs) that's her real name right dana what is you remember the last name no but i remember just i remember seeing the first time i ever saw her real name is when she was hitting free throws in that weird that weird old Remember that? Like she used to be like a really good high school basketball player. Was she? No, that yeah. I got it from that was the actual line. I'm just playing a, no queen. I'm just playing old Dana today. Yeah. And I don't even know what the what song that was from, but I do remember that as part of a lyric and it's Dana something. But I'm gonna tell you this: um, she stood alongside Capital uh, Luigi di Le Anglais and the two poured champagne over the symbolic bell. Then I guess in uh, replacement i guess that's like a ceremony that's in replacement of cracking the bottle over the bow like it used to be done in the past um i christened thee the yes. flying wasp <laughs> carnival cruise line president christine duffy also took to the mic to host the festivities and did an eloquent job moving things along and giving all sorts of praise to everyone involved in getting this ship ready to sail she said quote a very exciting day for all of us 40,000 employees around the world. Let's be honest. Very often you can go to these things, these ceremonies or whatever, and, and you could find them to be kind of self-serving and just kind of like almost like a pat on the back to everyone who worked together. And, you know, not to say they don't deserve that based on their hard work, but for the spectator, it can sometimes be a little bit more like a college graduation where you sit through three hours of commencement for knowing one person there. Um rather than somebody who entertains you. But as many of you know, I was on hand for this event, and I'm going to say Carnival absolutely nailed it. You'll hear me talk later about how well-produced this whole day was and what kind of got it started. If if John Heald 
from Carnival opens his mouth to speak, you listen. And then Christine Duffy, who I obviously knew of but never saw in person, she did a phenomenal job of thanking everyone. And uh, like I said, she turned it over to multidimensional entertainer Queen Latifah. And uh, you have all the makings of a truly entertaining event. Uh, I'll stick to the facts now, but boy, does she come off as a kind and genuine soul. Talking about Queen Latifah. Uh, she she was the what is she she was the original queen of hip hop right that's what they kind of called her I think that back in the day I go back a little bit further than you do Nick don't I yeah a little bit but yeah either way this was uh, an event this event was simulcasted in the main show theater and uh, in that theater me and uh, the guest that I had Amanda we we went back and forth we were kind of like we had a little bit of the nosebleed seats for the name name naming ceremony live. So we kind of went back and forth between the, because the theater was right there. So we would check out the theater so we can get up close and we would go back in. Um, but then right after the naming ceremony, there was a really fun event, which was a lip sync battle between Queen Latifah and Super Bowl winning kicker for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jake Elliott. Uh, Who? Jake Elliott, they dusted him off. And honestly, he did a great job. And I will say this. He looks about as much like he should be on a football field as uh, you or I do. Uh, this was a tongue-in-cheek event that pitted the queen against the champ. Guests were able to get either a large foam-pointing finger or hand that basically said, let's go champ, or a foam crown, depending upon who you were rooting for. And the crown, obviously, for the queen. Let me tell you, while it was overwhelmingly in favor of the queen, the Eagles fans, uh, they were out and acting like their usual psychopathic selves. I would also like to add that Mickey Arison, who is the big dog, he's the president and CEO of Carnival uh, Corporation. Him and Christine Duffy stole the show on stage. Those two are CEOs that have a great sense of humor, and I would have absolutely no problem working for those infectious personalities. They don't take themselves too seriously, and uh, they were basically the warm-up act and were hysterical on stage again. Kudos to whoever produced this event. Like I said, I would imagine that uh, it was pretty much a team effort, but uh, it really just moved along so well. Everybody did a great job, and speaking of stealing the show, as always, Carnival does an amazing job of raising money for the children of St. Jude Hospital, and this may have been their best event ever. Uh, In many ways, it was just very, very touching to see those brave kids out there, and what they did was... If you've seen pictures of the Vista and the Horizon, you'll see this big, what they're calling a dreamscape. In the main atrium, you'll see the thing shoot up to the sky three floors high, and it's a round LED type of screen. And they'll put all sorts of abstract designs on it, abstract colors. And for this moment, they took maybe, I don't know, maybe 20 or 30 pieces of art made by the children of St. Jude and they put it up on the uh, the dreamscape. And that was just a really, really cool event. And it was awesome for everybody. It was beautiful. So that's pretty much it for the cruise news. We're going to get into the main topic for the show. All right, now getting into the main topic of the show. I want to thank Nick. That was a lot of fun. I honestly 
did not mean to or expect to get into it that much and have that long of a conversation with Nick, but kind of talking about the old days of, uh, you know, the cruises from the past and the times that we had. We got a little caught up. And, uh, yeah, there was booze involved. And, uh, you know, we're trying to shake that off a little bit now. Uh <laughs> doing our best uh so like i said the main topic of the show was the trip to the carnival horizon naming ceremony and i mean that was freaking phenomenal so i'll take you through the through the day basically we'll do a ship profile on it a little bit closer to cruising time or sailing time when i'm going to go on the cruise with uh the crew and we're looking for uh we're looking for that to be a lot of fun and like i said everybody please keep chris in your thoughts you know i don't know about the prayers is getting on a cruise is it something to pray about really but yes definitely let's all pull for cruise to be able to hopefully get on this sailing and have a good time so we could have a full crew with us so the day started like many days start if you're in the restaurant industry or if you're me with a call from work and there was a little bit of a mild disaster or let's just not call it a disaster just something that needed attention asap and when that happened, I had to kind of derail my plans. I didn't necessarily think it was the end of the world, but either way, I had to go do what I got to do. Listen, these people pay me. This is where I get my money from. So I had to show up to work to kind of negotiate through a situation that we had. And uh, that kept me from being able to attend the media briefing. So there was a media briefing at a nearby hotel and, uh, you know, they kind of had Queen Latifah there and they kind of just like a little bit of a press conference. And I really would love to have attended that. I mean, trust me, I would have loved to have attended it more than what I actually did do. But uh, I got caught up at work and had to miss that, you know, and uh, that was a little weird because I felt bad because I think, uh, you know, Doug, I don't think I know, you know, Doug, pulled some strings to get me on there and he was questioning me where the hell are you this and that and i was like oh you know something happened at work i had to deal with this thing so i'm there at 85th street when i'm supposed to be on this media briefing now i'll give you i'll, I'll be honest with you i didn't think anybody would have a freaking clue if i was at the media briefing or not or it mattered at all and i don't know maybe it did maybe it didn't but you're right it it, it, it should have been something that i w- did attend and uh just as a just be a part of the whole day and Oh man, I would have loved to. I would have loved to kind of been there. Maybe I had a little bit of lunch there. Get a get a little bit of a jump on, you know, what was going on with with the whole with the whole day. And they probably would have gave us a real good account of what was going to happen hour by hour. And I probably could have also, <clears throat> excuse me, I probably could have also, you know, like I said, had some lunch and then kind of made my way over there directly from there versus what did happen. So, in addition to that. What I was planning on doing was going to the media event, leaving the media event, and then getting Amanda, who was flying in from Florida, good friend of mine, um, you know, and she ended up on this uh, on this event with me. And uh, it's just kind of, that stuff happened kind of quick. It just kind of hand, happened randomly. And uh, we, we went on, and I had to go back home to accept her into my apartment uh, so she can start getting ready and we can go. But I don't know what the hell happened. And uh, no, Amanda, no offense, uh, you know. It's all good here, but you know, we, we, we did have plenty of time, but then she went in the bathroom and she was in the bathroom for about an hour and 45 minutes. I, I don't know what was going on. She eventually was turning the water on, turning water off, this and that, whatever. <clears throat> then she came out and said, I'm so sorry. My friend had a crisis or whatever. I didn't get the whole story about what was going on, but that kind of put us in a little bit of a, you know, we were backed up a little bit. So that was kind of, uh, no offense, kind of annoying. And I, 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 you know, I told her that. I was like, listen, let's get it going here. We got to be out of here by, I wanted to get there by three o'clock. So 
I don't think we were able to board. There was multiple, I guess, conflicting, I guess, notes on when we were supposed to get there to get on the ship because it said that, you know, everybody's going to kind of meet over at the pier at like three and then boarding will start. But then on the boarding pass, it said between four and five. So I didn't know, you know, I didn't want to piss anybody else off and I didn't want to like, you know, be the late guy again. But here we are again rushing. So we don't leave the apartment till 315 or so. So we get out, walk over to Third Avenue, and of course, because, you know, just living the day-to-day my life and how it is normally, it's just traffic is at a halt. And full disclosure, I hadn't even printed the boarding passes yet. I don't know if I needed to print the boarding passes, but I was going to print the boarding passes because I was not going to risk screwing up any more instructions that that I had, thus, you know, do, committing any more faux pas that I already have. And I was... Uh, embarrassed enough that I didn't get to the um, you know the the media briefing and I didn't want to screw up anymore. So we did have to stop. I went to uh, FedEx uh, Kinkos to uh, print off the boarding passes. We eventually got a cab. By the way, I skipped that. I said we were in traffic. We eventually got a cab. Went over to the west side. Found the Kinkos on the way. Printed out the boarding passes really quick, and uh, we made it on the ship. And there was absolutely no issues timing wise. We were probably on the ship by about. I don't know, 10 after four. And yeah, nobody was, there was no rush. There was still plenty of people getting on off, uh, getting on after us. So we get on the ship and, you know, I'll say this. Well, first we walked up and, uh, you know, Amanda was wearing a dress and uh, she had on like a, for lack of better terms, it was, it was a Kentucky Derby hat and she was getting a lot of compliments on her hat. So she was definitely standing out and, you know, everybody, Everybody's complimenting on her and how she looked and, you know, the hat. It was, it was like, oh, it's interesting. With You know, some people said the royal wedding. Some people said the derby. But either way, she, you know, she looked, she, she looked good. It was a good time. So we're walking around at the Manhattan Cruise Terminal, and uh, they did a great job decorating. Everybody was so nice. Uh, check-in was a breeze. I'm sure it was just the fact that, you know, we didn't have to show passports. It was it was not necessarily the same type of boarding as a regular cruise because we're not leaving the country. There's no customs situation. We're staying right where we are. <clears throat> and that was a, just a really cool experience. So we get on a cruise ship, and just like any time you're getting on a cruise ship, you know, there's things that get woken up inside you, and you're, like, walking through the whole process. And, you know, the carnival has a different uh, method now. I think it's across the board and permanent, I'm not sure, but you don't get your sign and sale card in the uh, terminal anymore. I think they leave it in an envelope to for you to get and it's left in your mailbox at your room and that's what I did. So we did that. But first and foremost, getting on the ship, like I said, you just get those tingles and you realize you have to, you know, it's like a it's like a puppy when the uh, when the owner, the dog owner acts like he's going to open the door and the puppy gets all excited because he thinks he's going to go for a walk. But really, the owner's going to work for the day. And that was like the same thing. You get all excited because you're going through the same rituals as you would if you were going on an actual cruise. And uh, the only problem is you're not going on an actual cruise. But at the same time, you're getting on the ship. We have a good 16 hours on the ship or so. And we're going to make the most of it. We're going to have a good time and enjoy ourselves and really get a feel. So walking onto the uh, gangway, the first thing you realize, two things. It is a definite, let's just, let me just say it, new cruise ship smell is a thing. Uh, this is the newest cruise ship I've ever been on. And boy, did it smell brand new. It smelled awesome and it was just exciting. You step into that uh, atrium and you see, you know, what is celebrated, uh, just that celebrated dreamscape. I'll never forget the first time I walked into Yankee Stadium and, uh, you know, you start seeing these things you see on TV or in pictures 
so many times then all of a sudden for the first time it's there in your face in real life 3d so that's what you couldn't help but you know be impressed by the dreamscape that uh we just take took the atrium in a little bit and was we're really impressed by it it's very light there's like a light tone to it it's very subtle it's soft but it's light so you feel like it's almost like um like heavenly a little bit like celestial so we uh we go to our room and yes they do have the smart elevators and i'll tell you what i was skeptical i was like you know what i know i'll figure it out i've actually used them before but when you have two thousand you know three thousand i don't know how many people were on this particular sailing it wasn't a sailing but i think there was like a one thousand to two thousand people when four thousand people get on this ship there's not everybody that's going to be able to have the mental capacity. No, not we're in New York. A lot of elevators, we, we use elevators all the time. Certain places, people who fly in, you know, this is their one time in the year they're going to see an elevator. So having them try to figure out a freaking smart elevator is going to be rough. But for us, it was easy. No problem. You know, not, not that I'm patting myself on the back because uh, I figured out a smart elevator. But I think overall when everybody does know it and get a feel for it and cut and accustomed to it, it will be an easier way. And I was kind of skeptical about that in the beginning, but just watching it and seeing it in person and how easy it is. And it's very, very simple. So if you just pay attention a little bit, it won't be hard. So we go up to a room and, uh, you know, for this non sailing, we had a beautiful balcony and that was awesome. Just seeing the whole thing, getting a couple of pictures, you know, again, such a tease. You look out over the, um, I believe it was the starboard side, and you're looking out over the Intrepid like you have so many times on cruise ships. But again, you got to keep telling yourself this ship isn't going anywhere. But the room was nice. You know what I mean? I don't know how you guys feel about the staterooms. I don't get all amped up about staterooms. Well, how many drawers did it have? How many, uh, what sink storage space did it have? How, what, how many drawers did it have? What's the outlets? You know, that stuff. I guess you could say it's kind of important. It's more important to certain people than it is others. But I'm going to tell you right now, under no circumstances have I ever not sailed a cruise ship or sailed a cruise ship because of the fact that, you know, the room was laid out a certain way. If it's got a bed, if it's got a mirror, if it's got a toilet bowl and a shower and some place to leave my shit. Oh, and very, very importantly, if I can sit, fit my suitcase under the bed and unpack like a work in, in a workmanlike fashion, then I'm good. <clears throat> That's all I really need. And uh, we're going to just drop our stuff off and start taking a walk. So we did that. I texted Doug. Doug was like, you know what? I'm going to be at the uh, Pig and Anchor in a little while. Probably see you down there. All right, cool. I told him, listen, you're, you're you know, Doug's probably got a lot of people to talk to, people to see. I'm not going to get in your way. I just want to say I'm around, you know, whatever you're So he, So, you know, he eventually met, met down there. We went to the Pig and Anchor. I walked up to the Pig and Anchor. And I'll say this about that venue. You know, we're not going to be able to cover a ton of venues because I was really looking forward to and I'm, trust me, this, this is not a, this is a positive thing. I was hoping to be able to do a little bit more of a ship tour and get an in-depth uh, videos and pictures of every single venue on the cruise. But like I just kept saying, this event was so well produced that they kind of had a, had you like on a schedule a little bit. And that was perfectly fine with me because the schedule was awesome. So we, uh, we, we walked around, we made our way to the pig and anchor, and then I went up to the bar. I was solo. Amanda was still in the room. I just went down there because I was just kind of giddy. I wanted to get after it. I want to see the sights and everything. And uh, the bartender was just very, very nice. They brought in a lot of extra staff for this event, I think, just to kind of put their best foot forward. And he said, hey, would you like a sampler, a beer sampler? So I think they did a great job. What they did was they did away with the rum 
the 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 Red Frog Rum Bar uh, and Brewery in this particular uh, ship. I think it's on the Vista still. But what they did was, and I think very smart, smartly, they made uh, Guy's Pig and Anchor, the barbecue joint. Also, a very, very focal point is the bar there and the brewery is there. And it's got a nice space for live music. So I think they did a good job with that. You're not going to be able to do a, you know, an outside barbecue, an inside barbecue, a rum, a rum, a Red Frog rum bar and brewery. You can't do all that stuff. So you know what? Everybody loves the Red Frog, but we got to say goodbye to it to this. I don't know if they're planning on doing that fleet wide in future sailings in the Panorama or, whatever, or future cruise ships in the Panorama. I don't know what they're going to do, but. In this particular cruise ship, the uh, brewery is on the uh, the guys picking anchor, which you'll be able to tell because as you're walking across deck five, first of all, you'll probably smell the deliciousness, and you'll see those big uh, bulb lights that spell out Flavor Town, and it's unmistakable. So we were hanging out there, we were waiting, maybe having a couple of drinks. Uh, Doug did come down. I met his buddy Richard. Richard is one of his, uh, you know, co-pilots on cruise radio, and I never met him before, despite hearing him uh, very, very often on Doug's show. Good dude. Um, Doug, you know, was doing his thing, meeting and greeting. I was hanging out with Amanda, and we were doing our thing, and uh, you know, seeing certain people. And at one point, it, I had to laugh because I've seen him on air before. I've seen him on TV a little bit, but. I'm gonna just say it. I, I I was just standing there, and all of a sudden, I see this six foot three, six foot four dude strutting down the corridor of deck five, making his way towards us at uh, <laughs> at, at at guys pagan anchor, and he had like he had like tight blue jeans on. He had like a a, a form fitted Hawaiian shirt on. I I want to say there was like a little bit of a necklace, maybe some chest hair. Might be exaggerating a little bit. But he had uh, sunglasses on inside and just a strut. And I was like, wow, that is Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. I was like, look at this guy. This guy right now thinks he's like uh, <laughs> a combination between Jimmy Buffett, Hank Williams, and uh, the, the Terminator. Because he, he just was strolling through. He had a presence about him. Let's just call it that. But, you know, we're a big fan of Stuart, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, on all his uh, appearances on so many different uh platforms of social media podcasting and uh you know tv he's done a lot of the main new shows he's he's the cruise guy so it was cool you knew the event was a real deal when you see Stuart here on there and then um <clears throat> without further ado we saw the uh guest of honor start to show up and he was walking in with his entourage and it was like a similar situation huge presence just i mean the guys you know with the gold tips and the hair and you know the strut as well and he had a little bit of an entourage and he showed up to the ribbon cutting of guys pig and anchor and you know guys definitely seems like a good dude they were like uh, all right we're gonna cut the ribbon you know there were some speeches some dignitaries spoke there was some quotes there was some press there was some pictures and then all of a sudden now it's time they give him the scissors to cut the ribbon he's just like nah I'm a chef. Give me a knife. Took a knife, cut the ribbon, and Guy's Pig and Anchor was open for business. Cool little venue. It borders inside and outside. It's got a stage. It's got a little mini dance floor that can also be used for tables. The live music is good. It's mostly acoustic with a track behind it. And then outside, 
You have a beautiful view of the sea on a lower level deck, which is awesome. And they have plenty of tables and chairs and umbrellas out there. And they also have a walk-up pig and anchor. So if you don't want to sit down, you want to just take it to go, you can go on there. And that is on the port side of the ship, if I'm not mistaken. You could just kind of grab your pig and anchor and go. And uh, they have the same thing you could walk through. And on the other side, on the starboard side, they also have that outdoor area. And you know the outdoor area on the promenade deck or maybe sometimes it's on uh, the you know, the, the third deck, you know, the, whatever it is, but they have that one deck where you can go outside on the lower decks, but it's just, that's what it is. It's just an outside deck. This, they have it set up to be more of a comfortable area to kind of like eat your food, to have some drinks, and it's set up to be more of an enjoyment venue than it is just to kind of, like I said, stand out there where the people are going to try to smoke out there or just wait for dinner. This is set up a little bit better, so I really, really enjoyed that. And then just walked around the ship. So walked around the ship, and I'll tell you the highlights, man, that Havana uh, bar and lounge and that Havana aft outside pool area with the hot tubs, the place is going to heat up, man. That's going to be a phenomenal thing, and I did get a chance to see late at night. And we'll talk about late night in a little while, but just in the beginning, walking around the ship and seeing that aft pool and then going upstairs and checking out the Lido deck and really enjoying the Lido deck, uh, the rum, the <clears throat> the Blue Iguana te- tequila cantina, the uh, guy's burger, man. I'm gonna tell you, man. The guy's burger is so good. I don't know what he does to those burgers. Uh, uh, dare I say it might be better than Shake Shack? I don't know. I've never had an In-N-Out burger. Have you guys? Tommy at AlwaysBeBooked.com. Let me know what your best ever burger was. Tell me the truth. Let's let's hear it. Um, burgers are a big thing now, huh? Last couple of years, it's kind of like you know, it's almost like gourmet eating. Like who's got the best burger? But they're t- delicious. They some of these burgers, they they take them to the next level. So. I'm walking around the ship. I check out the piano bar. You know what goes on there. I'm seeing all the venues, and it just was really, really enjoyable. Uh, we just started drinking. You know what I mean? We had some fun. We went upstairs. We checked out. Oh, so the naming ceremony, that took up a big chunk, and that was really, really cool. And like I said, Queen Latifah uh, and, and the whole gang from Carnival all took the mic. John Heald always steals the show. He's phenomenal. But this was just a very, very special thing. And the the St. Jude's kids was one of the highlights of the whole freaking thing because they're sitting there, these kids. They're obviously patients. They're cancer patients that are that are there. And, you know, they're brave kids, just so brave. And, you know, they the ones that got their artwork posted on the Dreamscape were there. So we're watching it. We're looking at it. And one of the coolest things in the world was Queen Latifah is supposed to keep this show moving. She's going to, you know, she's the godmother. She's supposed to make this big acceptance speech. And she's got a probably a schedule going on she just grabbed the mic while everybody was talking took the mic and said okay thank you everybody everybody you know gave her a huge round of applause she starts talking and stops herself and she's like let me admire this artwork for a minute if you don't mind and she kind of stopped everything and just stared at the artwork and man you see with these kids who who knows where their futures are and who knows what's going to happen but you're seeing a lot of rainbows you're seeing a lot of star and space stuff you're seeing like sun you're seeing like touches of sadness but mostly these kids outlook you could tell through their artwork is just very very positive very a lot of positive things and positive symbols and man it's just very 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 uh i guess sobering to look at but also very heartwarming too and it was really really nice to see queen latifah who yeah mega celebrity triple threat does it all she was like a Academy Award or something like that, or a nominee or whatever, queen of rap way back in the day, had her own TV show, movies, everything, just she 
she gave you a vibe that she was just a real genuine person. I said that in the news before. I'm kind of repeating it, but it is what it is. But the ceremony was awesome. Had a great time in and out. Like I said, checked out the um, theater, then came back out. And once they poured that champagne into that big cup, the party started. They hit the streamers. The music came on and it was party time. So we had a good time with that. Checked out the naming ceremony and then we walked to the back of the ship, uh, grabbed a little bit of dinner. And really that was kind of it. I mean, for the most part, we really, I was, I was spending some time uh, talking to Doug. I was hanging out with Amanda. We made some other friends, travel agents and media people, you know, just kind of like running around the ship. And then Amanda kind of hooked up with these this group of travel agents. And I, that was good for me because I wanted to make sure that I got as many pictures of this ship as possible. So I hung out for a little while and watched the fireworks. And they did a, a very, very, for just a regular cruise ship naming ceremony, they did a very impressive fireworks show uh, right behind the ship on the Hudson River. Clearly not like 4th of July, but for like I said, still, they must have spent 40, 50 grand on that. And it was a very, very impressive show. Uh, the finale was good. They played the appropriate music to it. It was really, really fun to watch and very, very enjoyable. And everybody kind of congregated to the aft part of the ship, which is a beautiful aft part of the ship on, um, you know, both you have the Havana Lounge, which is on deck five. And then you have deck 10, which is the typical carnival aft pool. Both of them are going to be home bases for us. So, fireworks show ended, I don't know, 9 30, 10 o'clock. And then uh, now it was time for me. Amanda made some friends, and that was cool. I kind of slipped out of the way, hung out with Doug for a little while longer, did a little quick little interview with him. And then I was on to touring the ship solo with my camera. Just want to get as many pictures as I could. Everything looked phenomenal, man. I mean, it was just, there's not really a whole lot to say about it. It's just carnival venues. Just so much nicer. The decor, which I typically don't get into or really care about, was very understated. It was like very earth toned, uh, a, a nice little kind of like tannish color was like tan and brown with like the theme. Very, very pleasant. You know, not like I said, not that I care, but if you're into that sort of thing. I checked out the Serenity deck. There was nobody up there. Got some good pictures of the Serenity deck and over New York City and the clouds. I'll say, uh, I mean, the clouds, the clouds, the sky, the buildings. Tell you this, this Lido deck is absolutely huge. One thing I feel like Carnival does, and it's a little bit different than maybe both Royal Caribbean and Norwegian, and this is just me, possibly and probably just making this up. Somebody tell me if you think I'm right or wrong. I feel like Carnival uh, builds their ships a little bit wider, and Norwegian and Royal Caribbean mostly go for the height, which I got to give the nod to Carnival on that, because yeah, it's only on deck 10, whereas on the uh on the jet on, i'm sorry on the escape it's like deck 12 or 13 is the lido deck where we're on deck 10 for carnival and that's where the lido deck is and that's pretty much you know the main cap the main thoroughfare as high as you go yeah there's the 11 12 13 but as you go up there's little and little it's more of like a skeletal system up there and kind of like just like catwalks and you know water slides and not necessarily where you can kind of you know sit in home base well i shouldn't say that deck 11 they have some bars up there very often um and then but looking down you could tell so then they just felt like so much room on that Lido deck could be because i'm coming off of uh two breakaway class ships uh you know breakaway plus class ships but i'll tell you that it really really felt like the, there was a lot of space on that on that Lido deck and i think even more more so than the freedom of the seas that you know so 
tons and tons of space. I did see the sky ride. It obviously was not in set in session. That little bicycle thing where you're above the ship and you kind of get a cool view as you bicycle your way around the top of the ship. Uh, the 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 everything everything up there. You know, then I went in. I don't know if I was supposed to do this or not, but I made my way into the gym in the spa area. I was definitely by myself. I gave myself a little bit of a foot bath, uh, turned the water on, got to sat sit in the uh, I guess the pedicure chair or the water massager before. Listen. I'm touring the ship. I saw the spa. I tell you, the spa is not is not on the level of uh, the Norwegian spa, but that's pretty much, as far as the breakaway class goes. But that's pretty much it. Every single other thing was just a home run that I saw. I was so impressed with this ship that I told you, man, I changed my sailing partially because of the ship alone like partially partially because of the ship yeah it's about the crew it's about the people we're going with and you know all that stuff had a lot to do with it too but this ship was so impressive so i continued to walk around the ship saw a couple of uh you know entertainment components that they did have uh it's a very easy ship to navigate to get around uh you don't ever feel like you're lost i mean i guess i get i get it i do have a little bit of a cruise iq based on experience that i have with them but i kind of know that deck five is where you're going to have most of your action you're going to have deck three is going to be some action too but it's also going to be the uh bottom bottom of the um what do you call it the uh the the, the atrium you're also going to have the casino a little bit down the road i think that was on on deck four if i'm not mistaken but you didn't have to look you didn't have to struggle to find anything despite the fact that the ship was huge I really can't think of anything that I did not like about the ship. Um, again, even the spa, who cares? Like, do you need the spa that big? We were on the escape. We have the time we were the only ones in there. We have to oh, have the time we were the only ones getting the thermal spa package. We're not nearly the only ones getting the thermal spa package. But as far as occupying it at the times we were, uh, listen, there was plenty of room. Maybe they just took that information, went with it, and realized we don't have to build these spas that big. So maybe that's a feather in their cap for, for realizing that. The, the Serenity deck, which is not my favorite part of the ship, but they didn't spare any expenses with it. There's tons of... If you like hot tubs, this is definitely the ship for you. There's hot tubs all over the place. Uh, the food is going to be off the charts. I did see the IMAX theater. I did not go in, but it looks amazing. Uh, just a real typical movie experience setup with the popcorn and the concession stand and everything like that phenomenal uh i did see the library bar i saw the sushi restaurant i saw the uh the you know what's kind of small the um the teppanyaki or whatever it is the uh the hibachi it looks kind of tiny there's only two tables there you know you wonder why it's always sold out it's because there's just they just never have a lot none of the cruise ships seems to seem to make it big although on the escape it was big they had a lot of tables it looked like a pool hole in there with all the hibachis they had but you know most of the ships they kind of keep it tight and i guess create demand for it i didn't see the steakhouse that's one thing i didn't see um the casino looked nice. It was a nice casino. It wasn't a typically over-the-top huge casino. Uh, at night, when I when I walked around at night, I was very surprised about all the partying that was going on. Uh, a lot of travel agents and media people were getting after it. I definitely saw a, 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 a really cool vibe going on in the Havana Lounge. There was a live band there playing a lot of uh, salsa and merengue uh, and a lot of pop songs that they put their own little salsa and merengue and Latin spin on it. So that was awesome. And you can go outside all night on that back deck, get drinks outside or inside. It's an indoor-outdoor bar. Uh, also, Guys, Pig, and Anchor was kind of jumping as well. You know, they had the live music going all night, rock and roll area. You have the comedy club, which is a beautifully laid-out comedy club, and a lot of other live music venues. 
all throughout the ship. Uh, and, and that's pretty much it. So then uh, we went to bed. It was awesome. We went to bed. It said, uh, uh, welcome, Tom, or, or thanks, or bon voyage, Tommy and Amanda. Got up, had some breakfast. I'm going to tell you something, man. <laughs> that uh, Cafe Iguana Cantina, the, I don't know what they do, just like Guy's Burger. I don't know why these breakfast burritos or all their burritos are so good. I had tacos for dinner. That's right. Tacos for dinner. One area that they didn't do, I don't know why. And we talked about the Splendor before, obviously. It's one thing, another thing the, the Splendor does better than any cruise ship I've been on. The pizza, you know what I mean? They give you that thin crust, fresh, real fresh tomato, fresh mozzarella, and they freaking just thin crust, and they just blaze it up in that oven real quick for you. This is a little bit more like on the Sorrento's level, this type of pizza. But um, it was definitely edible, definitely enjoyable at 2 o'clock in the morning to mop up some of the booze. I definitely saw but did not get to experience the um, you know, the seafood shack. And uh, also, what was on the other side? Yeah, that was the pizza, seafood shack. Uh, Iguana Cantina and Guy's Burger with the Four Corners. The buffet was going all night. The, the Everything looked really cool, really functional. They had those hand washers where you stick your hand in the Star Wars compactor and they blast wash your hands just without you doing anything. That's kind of cool. Um, like I said, tons of deck space, tons of room, everything brand new, and I'm really, really excited about sailing on this ship. If you guys have any questions about Carnival Horizon, or if you want your boy to book you on the Carnival Horizon, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com, or if you want to have your voice on this show, 323-GETAWAY. And that's pretty much it. We woke up the next morning, and uh, I was nervous because I got up and ran out of bed thinking that we were you know, a little bit late because it said you got to get off the ship at 8 a.m., but uh, you know, we got off. I, I woke up at about eight fifteen in a, in a in a nervous rush. Got dressed, got ready to go. Walked out of the room, probably out of the room by like maybe eight forty five, and uh, so like nobody was in any rush. And then walked up to the let's check out the Lido deck, and then it had a big uh, sign on the. They don't call it the diving theater anymore. I guess whatever the big screen is out there. Thank you for joining us on this. You know, preview or whatever it is. Please leave the ship no later than ten forty five. I was like, oh, there wasn't really any rush. So we enjoyed breakfast a little bit, hung out, did another lap, got a couple more pictures of the aft pool, and we were off the ship. And that's what it was, man. It's just as sad getting off a beautiful cruise ship like that as it is, uh, no, maybe not quite as sad, but yeah, getting off the cruise ship. Anytime you're getting off of a cruise ship, you know, it's a little... I'm not even going to say bittersweet. It's just bitter, but that's what it is. That was my tour of the Carnival Horizon again. I want to thank uh, Vance from Carnival. I want to thank Doug from Carnival. Uh, I, I Oh, another highlight of the day. I got, to met jo- I got to meet John Heald. That was awesome. Very, very nice guy. Man, the guy cannot. He's Doug was right. The guy can't walk five feet without getting, you know, accosted by, you know, basically <laughs> his version of uh Cruz paparazzi no just people who just want to take a picture of him meet him and he's so gracious about the whole thing had a great time hope you enjoyed this episode and um you know i i kind of compacted down the main topic of the show because like i said i had no intention of just going down memory lane that deep with nick but hope you enjoyed it you know i didn't do this long on purpose you know there's been talk a topic of conversation has been how long the show is lately and uh you know, 
I said, thought about maybe shortening it, and uh, you know, it looks like I'm being a little bit of a rebel. Well, this is even longer. This this just happened, guys. This happened organically, and uh, that was it. That was the day on the Carnival Horizon. So, hope you enjoyed that. And uh, now it is time for your listener emails. All right, it's time for many of your favorite part of the show. This is the emails, Always Be Booked. This is Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Guys, I agree with you. The emails are the funnest part of the show. They're the lifeblood of the show. And uh, really, if you guys want me to do more emails of the show, send me some freaking emails, right? Makes sense, right? Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Whether it's an email, whether it's a question, comment, concern, a correction, I say a lot of dumb shit on this podcast. I'll give you that. And when I do say something wrong, I welcome you guys to correct me. So do it. Also, trolls. Hit me up with some trolls. Why do I want trolls? Because that's how you know you really made it when you start getting the trolls. All right, so let's do it. We got an email. Hey, Tommy. I have been listening to your podcast early last year and just listened to your last podcast, Cruise Flash, May 22nd. A lot of it really hit home. My wife was born upstate in New York and moved to San Jose when... She was a young girl. I'm going to improvise. When you guys type wrong, I'm just going to improvise because we're not proofreading. You guys know we need the proofreading. I am a small-town, fifth-generation Californian. When we married, we we moved over 10 times for work and ended up in a lot of places you talk about. NYC, Hop Hog. Oh, shit, Hop Hog. How you doing, huh? Boca Raton, Nashville. I never could figure out how to say Boca Raton. Lived in South Florida for like five years. Is it Boca Raton? Is it Boca Raton? Is it Boca Raton? Who the hell cares? Nashville, Chicago, Cleveland, and many others. But ended up in Alabama. Come on. And I love it. Mostly I play and listen to traditional music, mostly Celtic and Appalachian. Is that uh, that's that's deep. Uh, my wife is hardcore country, and we live in 90, we live ninety minutes from Nashville. I uh, I can OD pretty fast on country, but I've found that Eric Church (parentheses with Florida Georgia Line, Kip Moore, and Dirks Bentley) are the artists that really pop for me. FGL, Kip, and Dirks hit my emotional side, and Eric has a thoughtful intelligence you don't hear much these days nick what do you think about those artists uh okay well listen i'm not i'm not here to knock anybody's uh musical taste um the guy says he doesn't listen to country music so i'm gonna give him a break well he didn't say that he said he likes the traditional celtic slash appalachian country more of like the root of it but and he says he listens to country but he can over d pretty quick od pretty quick well yeah i mean who can't me Uh, i mean Listen, keep going. Okay, so Florida Georgia Line, Kit Moore, I mean, that's pop-produced country music. And listen, I don't hate pop music. Like, just because it's popular doesn't mean I don't like it. But I can't sit there and tell you that it's a good, like, it's creatively written and very talented, talented, like, induced. Hey, a pop song is a pop song. If it makes you tap your toe, then tap your goddamn toe. If it makes a dollar. Yeah, exactly. So what? Who cares? But it's no, say, it's but, no Michelle Branch. But hey, let's you know, let's keep her out of it. By the way, she's uh, she was about to get married, but they called off the wedding because she was pregnant. And I just want to say congratulations to Michelle. And I believe her future husband is uh, the guitarist for the Black Keys. I could be way wrong. 
Email us if it's wrong. Michelle, if you're listening. Michelle, if you're listening. Congratulations. And by the way, do you know something else about Michelle? Bringing it all around circle here. Do you know something else about Michelle? Are you asking or are you about I'm to tell me? I'm asking you. I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm both. little both. If you know, I won't tell you, but I will tell you if you don't know. She does have a country music album out. Yes. And it's actually pretty good. And she's part of a country band. Yeah. Called The Wreckers. Yeah. There Come you on. Go. There you go. Wow. See, we bring it all home. We tie it up in a nice little knot and a bow here. At but what I'm going to say okay. is that Eric Church is a very talented artist. Oh, don't you do! Uh, don't you do! There, don't you dare! There's no, no. I'm not. There, I'm not going to give okay. you a, a, a knock on him. He's a very talented artist, uh, fantastic songwriter. Lyrically speaking, he has some of the best lyrics in all of music in this last era and melodies. Um, yeah, I mean, he's fantastic. He also sounds to me sounds like he samples, not samples as in like he takes an old song and just writes over it. But he's definitely heavily influenced in a lot of different other genres, uh, especially his drums, his you know break beats, if you will, in yeah. the hip hop sense. But like his newer stuff, to go yeah, 100%. like and which to me is fantastic. But like I don't know, Eric to say Eric Church is you know if you like Eric Church, then open up the barn door because there's a lot more out there. Than what you hear on the radio. If you like Eric Church, to me, uh, that means you got ears in on your head. So, I mean, uh, th- listen, as far as the produce stuff, what you're saying, I think Eric Church made a little bit of a mistake, a little bit of a mistake, when he went with the Outsiders album, because I think a lot of what you're talking about is from that album, a lot of the bass, a lot of the production, a lot of the, I guess, um, I don't know, messed with drums and stuff like that, that... I'm not gonna call it bad. It wasn't my favorite album, but there was some uh, some 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 cuts off that album that are some of my favorites of all time by Eric. But as a body of work, I definitely like his follow up, which is Mister Misunderstood. And by the way, which he released as a surprise. Who does that? By the way, Eric Church, and there's a lot of by the ways here. Eric Church owes us an album. That was 2015 or so. Eric, you owe us an album here. Um, I believe, yeah, Mister Misunderstood, and that's uh, that was the follow up to a very successful album that wasn't my favorite, uh, which is uh, the Outsiders. Which, but that was his that was his uh, commercial. Yes, correct. That's which is, where, which is fine. Yeah, I don't... give me back my hometown. The song I played on on the last episode was on that. Uh, also, um, what was the one slow song that the girls like to have sex to? Uh, re- wrecking, wrecking ball. ball, wrecking ball. Yeah, they, yeah, pound, pound you up against the bathroom mirror or something like that. Whatever it was. But even the, like, <clears> but them <throat> saying like, and that's a good, you know, that song. But like in general, he's got such good creative lyrics. He's a such a good storyteller. That's yeah. what you miss now. And like country music has always been storytelling. Yeah. No, even Johnny Cash would tell a story. Yeah. You know, you'd sit there and listen. You don't, you don't even care what notes were being played on the guitar. You listen to the lyrics. And, you know, as myself and you grew up with the hip hop that, you know, we listened to stories, you know, Biggie and Nas, Big Daddy Kane, you know, it's like we listened to the story that was being told. Yep. And to me, Eric Church is, you know, the last great songwriter because I haven't heard somebody. And please, please give me your suggestions because I'm looking, you know, like and. And that's a huge compliment from Nick, because I'll say this, Nick. 
through me has developed an appreciation for country music, but I'll say Nick is Nick by no stretch. Country music is in no danger of being your favorite genre, is it? No, not yeah. not at all. And, yeah. and like I said, don't get me wrong. You know, in the right situation, Florida Georgia Line gets cranked up. I'm having a good time. You know, I'm not like these bums. No, no, no. no. That's not what I'm saying. But I have a play, my own personal playlist. Just you know, go go into church. It's called, and it's all yeah. church songs. And because I enjoy him as an artist, um, I also think that if you are back to the the caller, the emailer, uh, if you are a fan of Eric Church, like I know you, you probably just hear the radio. Uh, look into early Chris Stapleton. Yeah, no, they. He's yeah. a songwriter. Now, yeah. I mean, he's kind of popped a little bit now. Which, once again, who cares? You know, make music the way you want to make music. But Chris Stapleton, a couple years ago, was making some pretty good music. What is it, what is it about me that I got a thing against Chris Stapleton? I, I don't know what it is. I'll tell you this. Uh, I know what I think it is. What? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it's me. But me and you are kind of like when you discover somebody that no one else knows. You like them, and then all of a sudden, when everybody else likes them, all of a sudden, overnight, you're like, man, like, no, F that. Like, that was my guy. And then I, I feel like you knew Chris Stapleton, and when he like kind of popped, and everyone's like, oh, he's really good. Hey, do you know Chris Stapleton? Can you play Chris Stapleton? Hey, do you know Chris Stapleton? You're like, do I know Chris Stapleton? Do you know who I am? Like, I feel like that's what you are. I feel, and me and you share that no, a lot. You're, no, you're right. About, I am that type of guy. I'll give you that. I am that type of guy, but in this case, no, you're not accurate. Um Chris Stapleton, I knew when he was kind of popping, when he was coming up. And what I'll say about Chris Stapleton is I have him in a category. And I have him in a category with, uh, and I'm going to save the last name for last, uh, the uh, the one name for last. But I have him in the Jamie Johnson slash uh, Sturgill Simpson slash Chris Stapleton category. And to me, he's in the middle. Uh, I like Jamie Johnson better. Chris Stapleton's in the middle. And then I like Sturgill. A lot of people like Sturgill. I get it. Uh, he's just really deep. Sturgill's really deep. But they all like some heavier guys, heavily bearded guys, real deep songwriters, and just kind of like, you know, put put a, put a couple of fingers of whiskey back and just listen to where these guys are going because they're authentic. And I agree with it. My problem with Chris Stapleton is little, and you know what? You want to say, yeah, he did blow up. But I feel like a lot of his music well, and I'll say this, Nick. Ready? Here's my kudos to Stapleton. His voice is the best instrument in country music today. His voice, I mean, he did a song with Eric Church live, and Eric Church was just fawning over his voice because his voice is next level. But his music, to me, it's a little, dare I say, wannabe, broke-ass bluesy you know what i mean it's just the, the music the songs themselves they're very soulful and he's got a couple of bangers a couple of gems but as a as a as a, in general it's just to me it's like if i want to listen to chris stapleton i'll listen to bb king for me well are you are you're not a blues you're not really a blues guy though not heavy not heavy well see that's that's where we differ and probably but, why but, i but like it's also country like if yeah. i go to country music i'm wanting to hear country music it's not that i have anything against blues music it's like if you're gonna bull yourself as a chubby country guy i want to hear some you know but again you're right about what you were saying about the produced music and so i was like there was that genre where luke Bryan started to hit and uh florida georgia lines guilty of this and a lot of people and jake owen and people like this it was just and I, i'm not gonna say it's not a guilty pleasure i'm not gonna say i don't like it but yeah it was all about you know the tailgates and the cold beer and the uh 
pickup trucks and you just heard these same kind of themes over and over again and i think we could agree eric church you know kind of kind of switches it up from that yeah um, I, i'll give you that I, and i listen i could talk i could talk music all day long yeah uh i will say this though uh and i sent this to you the other day um cory smith Ooh. The song Empty Rooms by Corey Smith. If anyone's listening that wants to hear uh, F you to the music business, yep. he's that a, song. Oh, that's, he's hostile. I, that song came on, and I just, for some reason, didn't change it. And then Is he still I doing heard, all acoustic? It's just acoustic, I, am, right? I don't. I don't know. I don't really even know the guy. Like like I said, I, who am I about you country know who music? He is? Like, he's the guy. You remember this. When I played his song at Johnny Utah's, and you said, whoa, country beef? Because he was just knocking the shit out of oh. Kenny Chesney. Oh, yeah. That's him. Yeah. That's the same dude. Oh, now, you know what, though? Now it's kind of making me feel like yeah. that's his thing. Yeah, yeah. It's well, like, he's, oh, I'm anti-establishment. You can only be anti-establishment for so long. Yeah, but just... he's got his his last album. I don't know about this this previous album just now. I'm not too familiar, but his la- he's a gifted, gifted singer and songwriter. If you want to say country, he's not even like typical. Like he's definitely in the country genre, but he's more of like folk singer songwriter. Uh, Corey Smith is a, a a certain type of artist that you don't listen to him. Like I'll throw it. There's an Eric Church song and a Kenny Chesney song and a Tim McGraw song for me for every occasion. Not the same thing for Corey Smith. I love Corey Smith, but. There's a certain type of time when I want to listen to Corey Smith, and that's and that's yeah. that's not it. But getting back to what you were saying about an artist, talking about those three guys, I didn't mention the fourth in that genre that I want to leave for last, and he's the newest guy. And a lot of you are going to be like, "Oh shit, yeah." Two words, Luke Combs. You you familiar? I know the name, Luke Combs. If this was if this was uh, John Utah's circa two years yeah, ago, you would know. You'd I would be have been like, oh, yeah, I know this guy. Hurricane, uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, what is it? Can I get an outlaw? Uh, Luke Combs is another dude. Not overly attractive. Wears the heavy beard. Gets up there. Writes good country music. Country, not blues. Country music, and sings his ass off a vocalist of all vocalists uh nick we're only one third of the way through this guy's email um there's something that you keep saying that i want to just launch into but it's going to take it's going to be a whole other episode do it do it it's just your 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 thing country not blues it's not blues not like do you know the the only difference between the two genres was who was singing it I mean, country music is blues music blues music is country music but guess who guess what the difference was what? I, who was singing it? So you're saying I like the white man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never said that. It's not true. I love, but I don't not like blues music. Like I said, if I want blues music, I'm going to listen to, uh, you know, B.B. King. And, uh, you know, just real. Uh, but you know what you just said? I've been down hard, baby. I feel it when B.B. King sings these blues songs. I feel it. When Luke Combs, I'm sorry, not Luke Combs. Yeah, when, but you know what? You're, I'm going to interrupt you. Go ahead. Because you're saying you like blues music, and when you want to listen to it, you want to say you want to listen to BB King. That'd be like me saying, "Oh yeah, when I want to listen to country music, I listen to Florida Georgia Line." And you're going to be like, as a country fan, you're like, "Oh no, no, there's so much more out there." Like, 
We're going off. We're going off on a tangent. We're going off because I stopped doing that. I'm spinning out of control right now. There was a while that I did agree with what you just said and was like, you know what, you know, Florida Georgia. You know, like when you're coming up and when I was coming up, it was like all about heavy metal, like. Dude, if you don't, dude, you want to start you, getting talking heavy metal. If you like, if you like Kiss, you're a poser. If you don't like, if you don't like Priest, you're a poser. Like, so I'm just saying, like, I, I, I think that you know when Justin Timberlake and, um, uh, 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 what's his name? Stapleton. Stapleton take the stage, and they just like slow it down, down, down. I just feel like they're just bastardizing a type of music. That's that's what I feel like. I I like you know these guys are country guys and these guys well maybe not Justin Timberlake he's you know all over the place he's a he's a very talented guy who's gonna knock Justin Timberlake but you know it's not that I don't like the blues it's like when I want to hear the blues I want to hear from somebody who's under the, the genre of blues when I want to hear country music that's what I want to hear I want to hear country music so it's a little bit of a different yeah, I, make I no mistake it. about no, it I get based it. on I, the I know what you're saying. color yes. nationality creed whatever yes I do prefer country music over blues um, all I'm saying is that the uh, wanna, the connection between the two are very very yeah. tight and it's, yeah no it's about it's about the struggle it's a lot about the struggle I give you that 100% let's get through this guy's freaking email um, my point uh, <laughs> going back to the gentleman's email my point the my wife and I are currently not booked it as well. We have been cruising since 2000 and started out with Carnival Paradise. My wife is a longtime survivor of ovarian cancer, and the environmental factors are critical. Cleanliness and air quality are critical. The Paradise delivers and was always seemed to be at capacity. Uh, we have since moved to other ship li- uh, and lines. We are platinum on Carnival and gold on Norwegian. Some travel on other, some travel on other lines as well. We have noticed that our trip on Carnival Miracle a few years ago, that smoking on cruise ships seems to be out of control. Old ships are not policed well. Air evac equipment seems to be operating poorly, and newer ships do not seem to care about the effect of smoke on customers. The Norwegian breakaway was probably the worst we have ever had cruising in regard to smoke. With their 678 design, you can't really escape. That's like a little bit of a pun. 678 on the breakaway the 678 design you can't escape and the escape is the next cruise ship after the breakaway no there's the getaway then the escape um i know way too much about cruise ships it's kind of embarrassing my wife will not book again until we can find a ship that isolates smoke from the regular public areas we want smoking passengers to enjoy their trip but we want their smoke contained the technology has existed for years uh at the Luxor Hotel in Las Vegas, I have sat next to someone smoking at a slot machine and never smelled smoke. The only thing I can think is that the cruise lines don't really care about non-smokers. I think that's a little bit of a throw your hands up, uh, woe is me type of thing, to be honest with you. I want cruise. I want to cruise again, and I need to find a ship slash line that respects their non-smoking customers. However, finding real information on smoking never comes from the reviewers or podcasters and you need to rely on very unreliable customer reviews i have noticed that smoking seems to be a big issue with many customers particularly 50 plus and under 30 uh, and that ship reviewers podcasters seem to cover every possible subject except air quality from smoking on a ship i assume that one all the reviewers do not see it as an issue or two the industry is suppressing the discussion uh, given to the likely cause is how you can you select a ship or line that does not punish the sensitive non-smoker. Thanks for the great work 
Rick. Nick, uh, what do you got on this? Uh, first off, Rick, I want to apologize for wasting 30 minutes of your time talking about the blues versus country music when clearly your question had something to do with something else. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say this, Rick. You, you say and, and that's apologies, sincere. I laugh because, yeah, we just went into a whole diatribe of country music and then it got serious. But Nick, is, it's just funny that the way Nick puts it. Rick, you, you you say it's critical. Well, if it's critical, then you know, bad news, buddy. Like I, you're right. Here, let's put it to. Let's just be blatantly honest. You're right. They don't care. Like, for, you're on a cruise ship, so majority of the time you're assumed to be outside. Um, last time I checked, you weren't allowed to smoke outside. I mean, like, I don't. I've only been on so many ships, Tommy. This is where you come in. This is your expertise, but like. From my experience, the first time I walked inside the library and there was an old couple just sitting there smoking a cigarette coming from New York for so many years, I'm like, what are these people doing? Oh, my God. Where's security? I get these people out of here. They're smoking. Then you're like, you're allowed to smoke. And I'm like, oh. And that sucks because as a non-smoker, it's gross. But I, I, I don't have a critical condition where that's not a thing. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's not a... It's not an easy uh, solution, and but he's been on cruises, right? He's been on plenty. Yeah, yeah he's been a, a bunch, and it hasn't been that like that huge of an issue, right? Well, no, he said he's had many issues, but okay. I mean, what are we where are we at here? So he said, uh, uh, kind of. Yeah, no, I don't think there's really a, a line that really kind of caters to what he's looking for as as the post as as it pertains to his experience. Well, I'm just saying if you're going to go on a cruise and you're worried about smoking, uh, just don't go into the rooms that allow the smoking. Yeah, but what he's saying, and, and I'll, I'll just kind of we'll move on because I think the ultimate answer, Rick, is that we don't know, and I think that I would encourage any always be booked listeners to go into first of all request to join the always be booked facebook uh group the always be booked cruises lounge on facebook and weigh in on ships that you think are very very non-smoker friendly i think the one of the things that i love about cruising which i'm not i'm a non-smoker it kind of makes me kind of vomit too and I'm, i'm really not into smoking whatsoever i've never even tried smoking in my life uh i i feel like the one of the things I love about cruising is at a disadvantage for you is that I love that everything is contained and everything is kind of in a small space and whatever fun you want to get into is not too far away. With that, there's going to be people who smoke on board. And I don't know if there's any, you know, what are you going to say? It's do cruise lines not care about you guys? The problem, the answer is probably like Nick says, is that they don't care. What they care about is what makes them money. If there is a, you know, some sort of a stampede from non-smokers and people that are, you know, need to really be in a non-smoking situation that come up and, you know, uh, cause a reason for them to kind of jump at this issue, then they will. And they're not doing it, trust me, no offense, they're not doing it because they care about you. They're doing it because this is going to be a money-making or it's either going to stop money loss or it's going to create a money-making environment for them. And that's the only reason they're going to do it. I mean, is that? Is, would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, does Disney allow smoking? Yeah, on the ship, at some point, yeah. I think every cruise ship allows, I don't yeah, know but if out, there's a nine. Like out there, I mean, there's a lot of times you have to go smoke. Like, I was the one ship we were on, the, the, the third carnival, cruise, yeah. That was smoking out on the decks. There was smoking decks. Yeah. And the casino. 
And that was it. The casino, the second deck above the Lido, and the other one was that live music room. Yeah. They allowed it. In the so, one live music room that didn't serve any food or whatever, so what boat, the jazz what, venue what boat, or whatever. Or what ship was that? That was the that was the um Splendor. No, no, no. <clears> that <throat> was with I think that was with uh It was the Splendor. Oh. Yeah, it was there it was across well, the one it was in the in, it was on deck five, that pathway to fun. The one where, we were with Chris and Marie. There was another one on that. That one that one like had smoking decks and yeah. like I don't know. I don't, no, I you're don't. right. No, you're right. It's just they try to contain it. They try to keep it in certain areas, but ultimately, it, a cruise ship by definition is a contained area. Maybe try. You know, I would never ever say this, but maybe try an all inclusive. Maybe try a, a different type of form of vacation because I don't know. Unless something crazy happens where. You know, there's some sort of a revolt. I don't think it's changing. And I don't mean to kind of come up with no answer. And that's why I put it out to the community. The Always Be Booked Facebook group on Facebook. That would make sense that the Facebook group is on Facebook, right? Not so, to be confused with the one on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say check it out. I really, Rick, I, I feel bad that I don't know. I don't feel like I'm coming up with a resolution for you. I'll say the bullet points. Yes. Agreed. They don't care. 100%. It's a money-making thing. So if they can kind of get you some fresh air and it's profitable for them they will and b it's a cruise ship it's a it's a contained area it's clearly it's a huge freaking vessel three football fields long but that's it that's you're contained to that area so no matter what they do i don't know if that problem can ever be solved man i really like to be a little bit more helpful with emails but hopefully somebody else can um all right so, I mean, we could have just made the biggest Chris Stapleton fan out of that. So, I mean. if there's nothing, if if nothing, if everything else fails, pop in a Chris Stapleton song. What would you say? I mean, don't listen to Eric Church smoke a little smoke. <laughs> Very well done. Um, all right, moving on. Hey, Tommy, I am so excited for you to go on the horizon this week to get a preview of the ship. If you have time, could you check out the spa? And Oh, this is good. Can you check out the spa and see if it would be worth getting a spa pass? I have seen pictures of the spa pool, and it looks smaller than the ones on the Dream class ships. Going on the horizon in 21 days. I am so excited. Kristen. Kristen, got a little something for you. Uh, I as, as you could imagine, uh, on this ship uh i did kind of take care of some business i did a little bit of a ship tour with the with the camera and yes Kristen, as you might imagine on an open food and open bar one night non-sailing uh there were drinks we did some drinks and nick you'd appreciate this i um i don't want to use the word broke i don't want to say broke into the spa but um i somehow ended up in the spa and this was late at night, around midnight. And I did do a full tour of the spa. Walked it was not spa. open. It didn't see, no. It was not open to the public at the time no, that you no. were inside of it. No, no, Okay, no, so no, yeah, no. don't use the word broken to. Go ahead. Got into the spa. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that within my, uh, I had a couple of drinks and I walked into the beauty area. I walked into the spa area, the pool area. And I knew this email came. I read this last week. But I, I, I definitely made sure I did it for you personally, Kristen. So I went in, and I went into the, I guess there was a hair area. There was a foot pedicure area. You'll see on the ship tour that I took matters into my own hands, sat down, and I gave myself a foot bath. I turned the water on. Uh, I tried to get the bubbles going. I couldn't get the bubbles going, but I got a nice, very nice, enjoyable 
uh, foot bath in the spa after hours. It checked out the gym, checked out the pool, and your fears are confirmed. Kristen, you know we love the gym. I took you in that philosophy pool right in the gym at yeah. one point with the scary monsters on the ceiling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, not even not even close. This this the you'll see on my ship tour on YouTube when it comes out, the pool, the philosophy pool, which is very very hard to say after with this empty bottle sitting here. Um, yeah, it's not it's not that big, and I don't know. Maybe they did their research. I have never been on the philosophy pool where I've been like, man, this is crowded. So maybe they just kind of like did their research and downsized it for that reason. And whatever, it's not a big pool. There are every other amenities you could ever want in the spa. They have multiple steam rooms. They have the sauna. They have the thermal room. They've actually combined it. They put the thermal room in with the thalassotherapy pool. So I guess maybe the heat from the thalassotherapy pool is now part of why it's a thermal room. But it's beautiful, beautiful um, you know, facility. I'm not going to lie to you. No. Does it touch the Norwegian Escape in terms of a spa? No, it doesn't. But... I would still recommend it for 120, 130 bucks for the whole entire week. I would absolutely do it. And uh, yes, just get creative in the times you go in because yes, most times, some times are busier than others, and a lot of people don't spring for it. So you're probably in good shape. Um, all right, moving on. Hello, Tommy. I am Mike. Nick, do you have anything on the spa or the boss there? No, I was just glad that you uh, you ended the sentence with you broke in. And decided to give yourself a foot bath because I thought you were going to say you gave yourself a massage, and I thought this was going to be something way different. And I'm really just glad that that's where we went with it. Okay, hello, Tommy. I am currently listening to your latest flash pod. No, that sounds weird. Is too. that an edit? Is it, was that an edit? Pause right there. It's not an edit. It's. <laughs> no, we're going to leave that be, but we're just going to like kind of you know maybe just leave it where it is. I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt this, but I really do have to pee. You got to go to the bathroom? Yeah. All right, I'm going to read this. Maybe you can hear me from the bathroom, and uh, I'll be right here. Hello, Tommy. I am currently listening to your latest Flash podcast, and I want to give you my opinion. You are real. Please don't change anything. Don't shorten the podcast. I look so forward to spending the day with you during my workday. I would be so bored if I didn't have your podcast to look forward to. Ha, ha, ha. Sometimes it takes more than two days for me to listen to them rolling on the floor laughing. I happen to love how you make this podcast your own. It isn't like any other podcast I listen to. Uh, with the way you speak to us, it's like we are in the room with you, talking to you. Sometimes I really feel like we are friends. That kind of personal touch is very appealing to me. I can't speak for the rest of your listeners, but Tommy, ramble on. So Tracy, that's from Tracy. Tracy, man, that's the exact type of email that just keeps me going. I probably didn't necessarily mean to read it on the air. I didn't pre-read it because it was kind of mostly accolades, what I try to do. I don't run away from the accolades, but I also don't want to just kind of like seem like I'm just reading my uh, fan mail and hopefully, you know, we're getting some 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 questions answered. But that aside, Tracy, you'll never know. You'll never possibly know how much an email like that means to me. And uh, again, I'm starting to take a little bit of a sense of pride, a level of pride in feeling that that seems to be kind of my niche. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm shotgun with you guys. I'm walking the dog with you guys. I'm doing the laundry with you guys. Uh, and the truth is, when you say, you know what, sometimes I really feel like we are friends. We are. I I do feel like that as well. Like when you email me like this and I feel like I'm talking to you right now, I'm talking to a friend. And then we are kind of like in this whole thing together. By the way, 
323 getaway if you want to literally hear your own voice on this podcast you can and uh, i will play it so tracy this was mostly uh you know a humbling congratulatory thankful email and uh i read it and um i really really appreciate it big shout out to tracy i see in her signature she does ems operations and is is in the healthcare industry so Whatever you're saying about me in this stupid little podcast that we do every week and we try to have a little fun with it, I don't mean to call it stupid because, you know, it does mean a lot to me and it means a lot to you guys, hopefully. But um, you're in the healthcare business and you work for an EMS situation. So the work you do, you know, should be, you know, admired and appreciated just as much as anything there is out there, far beyond, you know, this silly little podcast we enjoy together. But again, thank you so much. And uh, she also says that I should go to Bermuda and report back immediately. Now, we talked about that. The Bermuda thing is out because the cruise was sold out, and now we're on the Carnival Horizon, and Chris may not be able to go, and, you know, that is what it is. All right, moving on. Uh, Basically, there's no intro. It's just right to business here. Ideas for for a show topics. Wait, this is an email? New email. Ideas for a show topic. Did you send it to yourself? <laughs> it sounds like it, right? No, I didn't. Lay them on me. Should I read it? Yeah. Clearly he meant idea for show topics without the A. For this show. For this show. Okay, let's go. No, well, he he's given ideas for, for Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Okay, I mean, who knows? Late night with Jimmy Fallon. All right, here we go. Number one, your deep dives into a port are terrific. Lots of ports to go to. I don't want to elongate this, but I'm going to speak on that for a second. I love that the ship and the port profiles is something from the old school. I used to do them more often. Uh, someone said it, and I agreed with them while I was doing it. I just didn't feel like a lot of personality was going into them. You know what I mean? Really super informative. And if you were going to that port, I think it would make it, it would be a good listen. But if you weren't going to that port anytime soon, yeah, fast forward. Who cares? So that's why I kind of got away from them a little bit. Number two, best places to snorkel. All right. Um, Grand Turk. That's what you hear. You hear a lot about Grand Turk. I just know that one. That's what I mean. You just know it. You never yeah. did it. Yeah. But I heard, I mean, that's from you. And when we were there, it was like, you know, just swim out like, there. Yeah. You look down and holy smokes. It's like. Yeah. But that's all I know. Yeah. No, for me, if you're going to talk just personal experience, it's two things. It's Grand Turk, like you said, because of the one excursion that they have where they take you to what they call as the shelf. Yes, there are tons of different colored fish. There are tons of, you'll even see a nurse shark. Uh, there's just a dude that takes you out there, and he's like a, he's like a fish himself because he like feeds the shark and gets the shark out of there, and you're basically swimming with a shark. And for some stupid reason, you're not nervous. I don't know why. But then you get back on the, the, the boat. Boat is appropriate in this term. You get you get back on the boat. You sail out to another area, and then you hit the shelf. Another aquatic wildlife, crazy. But then you're swimming basically in 12 feet of water. Swim out a little bit more, and it immediately drops down to 5,000 feet, which, again, in your mind is horrifying. But for some reason, you have your life vest, and you're swimming around, and you're not scared. You're good. You know, whatever it is. So Grand Turk. And the other one is a sleeper. To me, it's a very, very, um, you know, it's it's a port that gets a bad rap a lot of the time. Is this the other port we went to? I think it is. But did I get off the ship? Whatever. Uh, Freeport, Grand Bahama. 
Uh, yeah, we went there. That was like our first one. That was I wanted to say Bahamas, yeah. but didn't. Yeah, yeah. So that that was the other one. Did we get off the ship? I think isn't that when we did the uh, the lazy river? No, that was Nassau. Atlantis. That was Nassau. So Freeport. we did do Bahamas, but we did Freeport, I think, too, and we didn't. I don't know if any of us got. I don't know either of us got off the ship. I think that yes, I think that's exactly what happened. We didn't get off the ship. So, uh, but Freeport, if you take a cab to Port Lucaya. And you get off at of Port Lucaya, and you take a snorkeling excursion out of there. That was, if you're looking for just the kaleidoscope of fish and just the different colors and the different kind of type of fish, that was like ugh, out of control. So those are my two, from experience, recommendations on snorkeling. Heard a couple other ones. Let's move on. You uh, you know who you should ask about this? Who? Your boy. Oh, Rick? Yeah, no. We'll, no, no, we'll, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll edit out of it. No, 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 Rick. I know what you're talking about. Rick is, Rick, Rick is, Rick is way too intoxicated to be answering questions like that. And that was a lot of years ago. Um, he's he's been out of the snorkel game for a while. You may not have done this, but best places to fish. No, I definitely have not done that. Uh, not off the cruise ship, but on an excursion. Honestly, the best place to fish on an excursion is any cruise ship excursion, any cruise ship itinerary that offers that as an excursion because there's not a whole lot of them. I guess there is, but like by comparison of how many islands there are out there, not a lot of them uh, offer that. I want to do that. Nick, would you like to fish on a cruise excursion? Uh, I, no. Okay, so it's a simple no. That's just because fishing is fishing is great when you're just trying to pass the time and drink some beers, but like when you you only have a certain amount of time when yeah. you're off the boat ship, and it's I don't, I don't know that makes sense. My thing is with it, and I agree. We with don't have to, we're not catching our own food. There's dinner waiting for us. That's it. That's there's, you there's, just you just hit it on that one. I would like to fish, but it would be more like uh, I want to fish because you know what? I'm not killing no fish to uh, just to kill a fish. And you could talk about that catch and release all day. Come on, man. You're telling me you're going to catch this fish, jam a hook into its esophagus. Do fish have esophagi? I'm going to just nod my head one way or the other and let the listeners figure it out. <laughs> Jerry is out. But either, I'm not going to have a fish bite into a hook and then roll the dice. Hey, man, good game. Good game, buddy. Go back see your friends. Yeah, F that. Yeah. I'm not, I, I I hunted that thing. Yeah, exactly. So I'll, I'm going to either eat a fish because I'm not going to try to be a hypocrite because it's eat. But you're not going to do that. You're not going to freaking run around with this fish and you know pack it in dry ice and bring it through customs. And, and then like, you got to rent everything. Yeah, they probably knock you so well, much for worms. Like ugh. The, yeah, but they probably that's probably usually part of the, Yeah, like, I get yeah, it. Whole, I get it. But like, I don't know. That's not, not my not my bag. I'm with you on that. All right, number four, best golfing excursion from a cruise ship. I think that's an easy one. Go this, ahead. This, guy, this guy's getting out of control. Yeah, there's like a lot of things that we don't do. Um, but what do you think? Anything? I got one, and I only have one because I don't know. I I mean, does Augusta have a port? Like I don't I have Georgia, no. the port of Georgia. Is yeah, that what it is? The port of Georgia. You go to Augusta, get the back nine. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. No, I think if you're gonna golf, you're doing Nassau and Bahamas. You're doing um, you going to Paradise Island, and you're doing something affiliated with Atlantis or something. And I think that's where you're gonna golf, Atlantis. I think that's the best golf excursion. It seems to be nice. I've seen brochures on it. it seems awesome. Golfing at Atlantis, Paradise Island. Hey, but you got to watch out for the gophers. What's a gopher? The gophers. What is that? Not golfers. <sighs> Are you talking some Caddyshack stuff? 
Yeah, is this not the right? Is this not the right place? We've talked about that. You know, Nick is one of those guys. You know, ever ever meet that guy that like you know if you if you if he asks you, have you seen a movie? He puts these wide eyes on you. Have you seen? Caddyshack. That's not how it goes. And you are so afraid to say no That's because you were going to get that. What? No, how it goes. You didn't. I don't ask if you've seen Caddyshack. I assume you've seen <laughs> Caddyshack. And then I give you the most obscure quote ever and just think that you're going to roll right with it. Yeah. And I'm like, don't sell yourself short, short, Judge. You're a tremendous slouch. And you look at me like, I'm not even a judge. I'm like, all right. I, don't I know, know that line. I don't, know if I, I don't know if I can hang out with this yeah. guy. Um, all right, so that's that's it on the uh, golfing. So watch Caddyshack, golf at Atlantis and Nassau. Number five. All right, yeah, you're right. This guy's getting deep. How many has he got, by the way? Is this five? He's got seven. Seven. So from number five. Uh, sh- should I just fill time as you read the next three and just figure out which one we're going to go with? <laughs> you're going to love this one. Uh, best rums on each island. <laughs> Rum. What do you mean? Like Rumpelstiltskin? R- rum. Rum. Time flies when you have having can, rum. Can we... Do you know I used to work for a small company? You know what? I'm actually going to just be completely honest. Go ahead. Uh, What's Monkey called? rum. Does everybody... Does I'm going to go... Are you plugging the freaking rum yeah. you used to work for? Yeah. Be- only because I'm a fan of the guy. I'm And I'm going to assume that... Uh, a lot of your listeners probably understand and know the show. Uh, remember the show Three Sheets featuring Zane Lamprey who went all throughout the world and did drink, drink. It's like if you like this show, then you probably love Three Sheets. And he's done other shows that are like that. It's been on Netflix. It's been called Chug. Uh, but he has his own rum and it's called Monkey Rum. By the way, this is Richard, by the way. I didn't even realize I'm reading these kind of on the fly. Richard is a regular contributor to the show and Richard is the man. So... We're messing with you a little bit, Richard, but oh, you know we got Nick here. We got a lot of booze. That's kind of what we do. But you know, we're actually Richard, trying, no, no offense. We're no. actually trying to shit on these questions, but actually answer them as accurately, both at the same time, as as best as possible. Um, monkey rum, Nick says you can't go wrong with monkey rum. I don't know how much that's on the boat, though. Uh, to, ship. Well, no, that's he's like not even talking about on the boat or the ship. He's talking about on the on the island. So it's like um, this is like a. I feel like this has turned into a cruise dudes episode. Um, but the best rum on each island, <laughs> the best best rum on each island. I don't know. It's I'll, I'll answer it by saying the rum that's in my freaking left hand with a straw in it. That's the best rum that I have. I, I typically like coconut rum. I like spice rum. Yeah, that is a little soft, but you know what? For um, for you just for, named every type of rum. That's not true. Dark rum, light rum. Those are. He's probably talking about the the real rums, like light maybe. Herbal. He's probably means like microbrew rums. Is that a mic thing? Like local rums. You're probably talking about Richard, local but, rums, uh, dude. Just the same thing. Like I'm not down with Jack Shack over Margaritaville. I'm not down with the whole, you know, the guy in the back, you know, distilling his own rum. I want my freaking Bacardi. I want my Myers. I want my Captain Morgan, and I want my Malibu. Well, I, I will say that's I do, for me. I do like this question though because it's like I. I have had oh, my fair go. share because yeah, the indie good the indie. rums. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't remember what they were. You know, it, it's been you know when you work in the the bar life for so long, and you, you start working for this company and that company, and this like you, you try a lot of good stuff. And unfortunately, I don't I don't remember you know half the good, it, but yeah. like, but I will. I mean, I will say this: like, I don't even work for the company anymore. But Monkey Rum is fantastic. And if you can get a hold of it, it's a it's a coconut and a dark, and it's fan, it's 
You know what? I'm going to stop to plugging coke, it. A coconut and a dark. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, right. and the bo- you know the bottles actually turn. I'm just, I feel like I'm plugging this, and everyone's going to go. Oh, you're, you're plugging it. No, I'm done. And you know what? It. Okay, well, I will. Uh, I will save it for the next episode. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, after a long day, you want to settle down into your couch with some monkey rum. That's right. Pour that little pineapple juice on top of that. Put a coconut, little touch of coconut on Not there. Not an upside down coconut, though. No. <laughs> Keep your right side up. You know what? Stay away from the- No, the coconut's fine. Oh, it's a pineapple. It's a pineapple. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, well, what's an upside down coconut mean? Yeah, this is definitely turning into a Cruise Dudes episode. Yeah, it is. All right. So, uh, best places to zip line. Zip lining right here. I will say this. I don't have a ton of zip line experience because I'm, 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 I'm fat. I'm way too heavy to zip line. Yeah. So, this is not necessarily I the don't best. I trust it. But I'll say this, man. I'll say it right here. I'll give it. Actually, I've had a couple of zip lines. And I'll give you a couple of what I hear and what I've experienced. Let's start with what I've experienced. The ultimate experience i've had one of the best experiences i've ever had on any cruise ship is zip lining off the side of that mountain at labadee haiti over the sea the caribbean and uh kind of just like you have the backdrop of the cruise ship you're zip lining neck and neck with five of your best friends and it's a beautiful beautiful thing i think for a time or at least at one point it was the longest and fastest zip line over water i don't know if that's still the case i don't know if it still holds that title I did see um, the Belize and Harvest K, uh, Norwegian's private island. That zip line looked tremendous. It looked a hell of a lot faster than the Labadee one. Not quite as high, but fast. And it was Superman style. Uh, in addition, oh, so, the, so that's what I've, I've, I've seen. What I've experienced, similar to Labadee, but not quite on the same grand scale. I've done it is in Roatan. That was my first ever zipline experience. Shout out to Hannah. Hannah f- basically Jedi mind tricked me into ziplining, and that was my first experience, which was perfect because it prepped me for the Labadee one. Uh, that's one. And then from what I hear also, in San Juan, Puerto Rico, there is a totally majestic Superman-style zipline that you are way, way high over the canopy, and you are just kind of like you're fast, you're high, you're Superman, and it's incredible so whatever it is uh do you may have to look into some zoo, uh some research on that find uh, it's in the rainforest in san juan but it's like an ultimate zip line or something like that so that's my answer to your zip line question and then number seven ho this is the last one richard number seven last one and it's probably the best one for and, us and it's probably our intro into part three of this podcast yeah we must have to break this up over three months it's okay um number seven Best beach bars to visit when on a cruise. Ooh. See, that's that's a that's a loaded question because you got to remember the bar too. Yeah. Well, yeah. very very true. So, um, as we were talking about earlier, uh, Jack Shack's my answer. Boom. But that's, that's a lot if, of people's. But that's if you aren't into the wild, crazy party. Um, I think you don't have to disclaim Jack Shack, dude. Like uh, Jack Shack is is a placement, and I'm not just because it's not my favorite per se. Jack Shack, Jack's Shack stands on its own. So many people talk, and I liked it. You know, so many people just think of it as a legendary place to drink uh, in all of the Caribbean. Yeah, but then, but then, like you know, your Senor Frogs, your Margaritavilles, they're the same. They're the same thing. 
You know, they sort of. Know, it's it, if you like them, you like them. I mean, I'm sure you, you got a host, you got an MC that's freaking putting you know beer in your mouth. And I mean, the stuff reason the why bar. we run back to the ship is because of the senior frogs of St. Thomas. Yeah. But speaking of St. Thomas, St. Thomas Hooters. Let's give that a <clears> let's give that one back a shout. Shout out to all the peer runners out there. Um, all right, so let's let's break it down. Let's let's get real here. So. Jack Shack, as Nick says, is 100% one of the best beach bars, and we're not going to go in a particular order here. I'm also going to go th- going to throw out Sunset's Bar in St. Martin, which is where you watch the airplanes fly in and uh, get really close to them. Sunset's Bar has to be up there, one of the best bars in the Caribbean. I've never been to this next one, but you hear all about it. It's just by just lore, the Soggy Dollar on Tortola. Um. On the episode, and it's already recorded from um, Juliana, she references the tap and still on St. Thomas. She cites incredible burgers and great craft cocktails there as well, right in the port. Um, I'm doing this on the fly too. I mean, to let's let's. I mean, like, I know we're talking about the things we've talked about earlier, but the uh, the banana daiquiri bar top of St. Thomas, hundred percent. I mean, is that? I guess that's not technically a beach bar. That makes it. But like that one, Caribbean a, bar in general, yes, that makes it thousand percent. That's a great call. And there was that one we went to St. Thomas too, and it, I don't know, it wasn't really for me, right? Barachita, and I may have screwed up the name of that, but that is in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Barras Barracita, the Baracho means drunk, so I'm assuming it's something to do with that. Spanish people out there, Latin people, do not kill me for butchering that pronunciation or whatever it is. But Barracita is the home. It's an old San Juan and his home. To, it's almost like a beer garden. You walk in and you're indoors. It's sort of like a gift shop and plant life area. And then you continue to walk and you're almost like in a courtyard that does not have a ceiling. And there you will get the home of the first ever made pina colada. And I'm not a craft cocktail dude. I don't care about how much time it takes to make the drink and how much you got to freaking, you know, light it on fire and then have somebody rub you back while you smell pine and then take a sip. I don't just care. Just put a lime in it, bro. Yes, just get a lime in it and let me drink it. However, this freaking pina colada was the most delicious drink I've ever had in my life. And it was, uh, the guy took so much time and care into putting it together. It was delicious. So, Barracita, Barracita, Chris, uh, uh, maybe can give me a little bit of a help on that and tell me what it was. Um, trying to think of St. Thomas. We talked about the mountaintops and your frogs tapping still. We talked about uh, Grand Turk, Margaritaville Jack Shack, San Juan, Barracita. Uh, St. Martin is uh, Sunset Bar and Grill. What are the other uh, destinations? Tortola, we got the Soggy Dollar. Um, St. Martin, we'll hear again. The crew, check out the Crew Bar. It's called the Crew Bar on uh, on St. Martin at uh, Great Bay Beach. Uh, I will I will say this though, as you're thinking, um, and it depends on how adventurous you are and how much time you have. Ask, ask a local. And ask a crew member, like, and and you basically just say, "Hey, you know, what's uh, you know, Boom. what's what's yes. one off the beaten path? What's 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 that place you gotta go to, kind of?" And if you hear similar results, then go check it out. Uh, I remember we were in, what well, was in Puerto Rico, and we asked, like, "Hey, man, what's what's this one?" He's like, "Oh, yeah, it's uh, go this one past the three dogs, go to yeah. the red door, like knock, map. knock twice." We're like, "Ah, it's gonna go back to the boat ship." Yeah. Oh, there's one in Jamaica where you can put your name on the on the wall. You write your name on a dollar and put the name on the wall. 
Um, that's Jamaica. What the hell was that again? Uh, do you, anybody knows Tommy? Guys, help us out here, guys. Tommy at alwaysbebook.com. You know, while people are listening right now, they're screaming out the yeah. answers. Like, oh, 100%. Ah. I do that on podcasts when hosts can't figure out the name of something. You're like, George Clooney, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's a... Uh, uh, what else? There's another one. The Ocean in, uh, 13 podcast you listen to. In Nassau. It's near Junkanoo Beach where it's all frozen drinks and the frozen drinks are fresh fruit as well. Somewhere near Junkanoo Beach. Um, let's let's leave it there for a while. I'm not going to sit here and try to ideate on what uh, you know the best bars are. But we mentioned a couple of them. Guys, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com and uh, list them in the uh, Always Be Booked Cruises Lounge on Facebook. All right, so he moves on. This is just the beginning part of the email. Wait, this is Richard again? This is still Richard. I mean, sheesh. No, Richard, come on. Don't listen to Nick. We love you. Uh, You get the idea. So many topics for you to explore. Little story. Was going on a cruise with a few friends a couple of years ago, and we purchased this rum rum or two from each island that we were going to visit. On the day of the week we were going to St. Kitts, like a Monday, maybe a Green Cup Monday, we partied with the St. Kitts rums. On Tuesday, we were on St. Lucia. We partied with the St. Lucia rums and so on. And for every port, we did this for the two weeks prior to the cruise and ran out of rum. Best cruise ever. Richard, that sounds like a great idea. And that does absolutely sound like the best cruise ever. You know, anytime you're drinking rum and running out of it and having a good time, uh, you can't lose. We we went Captain Morgan on St. Kitts. I don't know if you heard this story, Nick, but me, Nick, you're Nick, Chris and Nicole went on a, uh, basically, we tried to recreate the St. Thomas feel. wasn't quite the same, but it was close. And uh, they had rum punch on the open-air safari, and that was part of the deal. Listen, you know who you're dealing with here. They had rum punch. What's it going to do for us? So we uh, asked them to stop. We saw that there was a liquor store very close by. We ran and got some (laughs) Captain Morgan, a flask each, yeah, and they poured us the rum punch, and we acted like, oh, this is great rum punch. But meanwhile, we each had our own little kind of supercharger. All right, moving on. St. Thomas, take a short ferry ride to Water Island. Walk or is, walk, or they run a free shuttle to the beach, about 10 minutes walk. Uh, very good snorkeling, a nice beach bar, and not damaged by the hurricane. Okay, so there you go. So St. Thomas, there's some snorkeling right there on Water Island. Because I snorkeled in St. Thomas, and the particular excursion i went on not impressive at all but you know what there's a lot of places to snorkel and there's a lot of reefs so i could have just got a bum deal st thomas take a ferry ride to st john and go to trunk bay that's a legendary one you know trunk bay i've never been to it because i just can't rip myself from my self-made excursion in st thomas but if i do sir I will be. The first time I just kind of get sick of that little excursion that I do, uh, I will take a ferry ride to St. John and go to Trunk Bay, which I hear is, I mean, as far as in the Western world, top three beaches you could ever see. Just jaw-dropping beauty. St. Kitts tried several snorkeling spots. None too good. So don't snorkel in St. Kitts. St. Lucia, take an excursion. Several snorkel spots only accessible by water. Never been to St. Lucia, one of the few two or three left that I've never been to. St. Martin, we have used both octopus diving and eagle tours. Both take you to great snorkeling spots, although damaged a bit by the storms. Yes, at this point right now, we know it's a little bit rough out there. 
unfortunately, and hopefully we touch on that a little bit with the uh, interview with Juliana again. And uh, there's, uh, you know, we just hope that they can come back eventually to what it was. Western Caribbean, Cozumel, Belize, and Grand Cayman all have fantastic snorkeling go anywhere. I did hear that about Cozumel and completely believe you when it comes to the other two. But uh, Cozumel is known for its diving. Grand Cayman is known for Stingray City. And uh, if you're into hanging out with stingrays, feeding them, hanging out with them, and kind of really just having an up-close and personal interaction with them, that's the place to go. All right, moving on. Nick, we're getting there. Hey, Tommy, I listened to your Disney Royal... Wait, 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 wait. We, we're done with that one? Yeah, that was Richard. All right, Richard. Thanks. Nice. Thanks, caller. You know what? You're probably right. I should have slowed down a little bit with that. Richard, no, is, that was great, though. I mean, like that. Richard's was, I mean, the man. Richard yeah. contributes a lot on Facebook as well. And Absolutely, we appreciate that. And you gotta get, gave us some good ideas to jog. And he said, uh, basically, he was kind of like uh, telling us, "Listen, the topics are endless. Get your act together." And you're right, Richard. You hear that? What the hell was that out there? That was. Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking hey, of topics, I have something for you. But you know what? Let's move on. No, you can't. You're not going to do that. What's the topic? I want. I want to talk about, and I'm. I want to talk about that wrestling cruise that's oh, coming geez. up with Chris Jericho. He has his own uh, cruise ship coming up. It's a wrestling-themed cruise ship. I want to talk about it, but I think we should move on. And if you get anybody, emails you, calls you, 323, get away, leaves a message, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Anybody who messages that wants to talk about that, we should talk about it. But let's move on. All right. So the, so the Chris Jericho wrestling cruise. Listen, if you're into wrestling, of course. Like, why Why would you? I don't well, want to get. I, if we get into this, this is like three hours of talking. Okay. So the people. So let's, I say, let's mercifully let's move let on. Them, then. Let's right. let. I mean, who knows? We'll I do mean, it again. We'll do it again. Yeah. All right. So we'll leave that alone. Chris Jericho. Uh, hey, Tommy. I listened to your Disney Royal Caribbean, Disney versus Royal Caribbean podcast. Has anyone reported a very faint, high-pitched sound? Not talking about your police sirens. Is it me? Um, let me know. Anybody? That's a good question. What uh, on the Disney on the Disney cruise? No. Probably all the little kids screaming. No, no, no. <laughs> on the podcast itself, I think she means Nick. Uh, let me no. know. Everybody else, let me know. I haven't heard it when I listen back to it, but um, there might be. We turn the ACs off. I turn the air conditioner off for this. You're not talking about the siren, so it's not that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just like uh, what you, the device you're listening on. Maybe there's just the light bulb, or whatever it is. I don't know. But somebody That's else probably the day your intern called out sick. You're probably right. <laughs> yes. Let me know. Uh, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Also, regarding the length of your shows, do your listeners know that there is a pause button, or I don't know, other podcasts or songs to listen to? Jokingly. Wait. Hold on. Also, regarding the length of your shows. Do your listeners know there's a pause button or, I don't know, other podcasts or songs to listen to? Okay, so you're saying basically turn turn the freaking thing off at any time if you don't well, want to. Well, I just want to say thank you for the first time ever getting complimented on the length of something. Wow, that was smooth. See, that's where, that's where you get the freaking, you know, the comedy genius, the comedy stylings of Nick Angelo. I right do, here. but you know what I really was thinking of? What? Call it the pause button. The pause. <laughs> That's an extra inside joke. That's great. Now, I'll say this. Um, what was I going to say? 
No, I think the the, the uh, emailer was joking around, like I think because you're worried about how no, long I put it, it out is. there. No, because people have yeah. said, Tommy, you know. It's, but I also realize that I'm, I know what I'm listening to. I know there's no other cruise podcast that kind of goes on as long as this goes. But I also know there's other regular podcasts that do it, and I kind of enjoy them. I mean, we're on hour four right now, and I don't don't even say that. I gotta get a I gotta get a razor and start shaving my beard. <laughs> All right, so she goes on. I for one love the length. That's literally what she said. I, for one, love the length. Um, what do you want me to do? You want me to leave that one alone? Come on. That's, that's you know, perhaps How's the width of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, always be booked podcast. Number one in terms of girth on the show, on the, on the, on the circuit. Um, <laughs> the girth Brooks. <laughs> girth Brooks. Perhaps introduce, she's much too young to feel this, um, Perhaps introduce chapters or timestamps for people to efficiently skip through. Otherwise, it's still awesome. Don't change it. Don't change it, but just introduce timestamps. Um, I like that idea a lot, actually. You can do that? Yeah. Come on. We got to get that intern back, though. It's been called out sick for months. Wait, this is Steven. This is not a she. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, no, that's a good idea, those yeah. timestamps, because like some people may love the idea of about the first time we cruised together and we got super drunk and blah blah blah. Oh, definitely. But then it's yeah. like if they know that we're going to talk about Yeah. Us, yeah, I mean let yeah, them can, know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, break it up, let them go. Uh, take care. Steven from San Diego. Uh this email short enough? Haha. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Um Steven, it, what about tell us about San Diego? Is San Diego I heard like it's the most beautiful weather in the country. I heard it's gorgeous out there, but I did hear it was a sausage fest and was aptly named uh Man Diego. Is that true? Give us a little bit of uh feedback on that. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Guys, remember Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. I keep saying it because it seems like you guys like the emails best about the show. So I want to uh, encourage that, and you know what? I'll throw the main topic aside. You know, there's always going to be a main topic, but maybe instead of 40 minutes, it'll be 10 minutes, and we'll do the emails and the interactions and this and that. But either way, that's about it. What do you guys think? Tell me, no, tell me right now what you guys think of uh, my buddy Nick on the show. Did you guys like it? Listen, we went on, we went over, we went long. We're having fun here. We're drinking a little bit. We're enjoying ourselves. This is a hang. We're hanging out. We're enjoying ourselves. Nick, what'd you think? It was good having you, man. I was. This is absolutely a pleasure. And now I'm terrified that we're gonna get trolls because you invite trolls and be like. Yo, that Nick guy sounds like a real doofus, and it's like, I don't know if I can handle that. Like I said, man, that's how you know you've made it. When the trolls come marching in, that's how you know you've made it. I got iTunes reviews, and everybody, no, I'm not going to do this, because now I'm going to say this, and then people are going to just start, you know, Bill burying me in Philly on uh, on um, on the iTunes reviews. But no, I appreciate you guys listening. Nick, I thought I had a great time. Listen, you listeners, I don't know. They might have they might have enjoyed it, but I had a great time hanging out with my old cruise buddy Nick. It was a it was a it was a flashback and I do long for the day when Nick is back at sea with us one day, bringing bringing Shorty, bringing Shorty with us, of course. Oh, Shorty's coming. Of course, and we wouldn't have it any other way. But uh have But a Shorty good time. gets down. Shorty knows how to party. Are you kidding me? Shorty I mean, how parties it, it, us when I we mean, let's say, like when it was me, Shorty, you, it was the fourth member. But that's for another time, another yeah, podcast. the fourth member came up short. And I'll say this is no reflection on you or Shorty, but that was the closest 
Remember, I've never had a bad cruise in my life. That was the closest I've ever come to having a bad cruise. It started with that damn muster station drill. That was a nightmare. The whole thing, the line, everything. I didn't. That was. Was I wearing my robe? Only a. That was a mildly enjoyable cruise. That was it. And that was the only one. Um, Facebook. Always be booked Cruisers Lounge. Join us. Please join us. If you haven't, what the hell are you doing with yourself? Uh, always be booked on Instagram. Check out the uh, – you're going to want to subscribe to YouTube. And if you don't want to subscribe, at least be on the lookout in the next couple of days now because this lasted 17 hours. We'll probably get the ship tour of the Carnival Horizon out probably closer to Sunday. Uh, we also are, like I said, I'm promoing this because I think it was a great interview with Joanna. Was it Joanna? No, Juliana. Oh, jeez. Juliana from uh, uh, Tourist to Local on YouTube. I mean, she's a pro, not like what you just heard. Unlike what you just did. Yeah, exactly. She's a pro. And uh, what else? Review, rate, subscribe, and the best way you can help the show is by uh, sharing it with somebody, sharing it with a friend. And we do have that whole Patreon thing. I still don't even understand yet, but if you want to give me money, feel free. That means people will just give you money because just, they like you. I mean, yeah. I, just, I mean, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, there's a guy in the corner of 2nd and 31st right now that's doing the same thing. I said the same thing. I said this is like, you know, podcast panhandling. But again, man, if the truth is, and being serious for a second. Yeah, I, but your cardboard sign actually has a little bit. Exactly. My cardboard sign has a uh, color to it. It's like, uh, it's, 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 it's enjoyable. But the thing is this. I, I do have a bill coming up. It's five hundred and eighty dollars to renew this freaking unlimited bandwidth on the broadcasting. You guys, let me back up. You guys don't want to hear this. If you appreciate the show and like the show and uh, think it may deserve a dollar or two a month, feel free to go on Patreon.com and find Always Be Booked. If not, let's just like I said, never talk about this again, and let's just kind of move forward. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. You guys, the the emails keep coming in are are very humbling and very very appreciated. And I thank you so much. And uh, Nick, you got anything? Any closing uh, closing thoughts? No, just uh, thanks for having me. Uh, if the listeners enjoyed anything I said, I'd love to be back. If you hated everything I said, I'd love to be back. Um, but you know, I I say we 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 hit the we hit the stop button. We hit the bottle, and then we hit the record button. And then me and you just start talking uh, raw, uncut stories from the sea. And if we get anything, we should maybe maybe release that. Yeah. Maybe release a little. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We're might sitting be, here. It might need to be a lot of edits, but either way, I don't know how you guys felt about the last couple hours, but it was one of my favorite podcasts. So thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Uh, good night, cones. Take care. There's a place. Where the boat leaves from, it takes away I love your big problems You got worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand, one part sea And one part shade of a nine on tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away I love your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves you tell me? See, the problem is that 
But you're right there There's a perfectly good island somewhere Where a ride that floats And don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You can worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down Down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round Sunshine ten ladies and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from